What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO Volume 2, Episode 2. A big day of breaking news. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? What's up, my friend? Is uh, that, so there's a whole bunch happening. There's right a lot now. happening right now. A lot happening. It's so episode two. Happening. Yes. Uh, we, are, for the first time, are doing this where, hey, guess what? We are recording it live. We're putting it out live, yes. this episode of the show, right? Yep. So like, if you go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can uh, be part of the show while I watch it as recorded live, like all the other podcasts. That's great. Of course, you get it ad-free, yada, yada, yada. But literally, as we went to push the live button, the news broke. PlayStation will not participate in E3 2020. Wow. This is from GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, we're going to get to that in one second. We'll give you the rigmarole before we dive right in. I'm, I'm shook, though. Are you shook? I am. I don't know what to think right now. It's official, which is the thing. You know what? Fuck it. We'll get to the rigmarole yeah. later. This uh, is, it's PS I Love You. It's the PlayStation show. You know what's happening. Let's just read yeah. it together. We're going to read it together. This is obviously all just happening in, in the blink of an eye here. Of course, we're uh, reacting to it. You'll have, by the time you see this on Tuesday morning, people who didn't want to give us any money are here at Tuesday morning. You'll have more information probably than us. But I'm reading from GamesIndustry.biz, Christopher Dring. PlayStation will not participate in E3 2020. The company will instead attend hundreds of consumer events across the globe. PlayStation will miss E3 for a second year in a row. The firm told GamesIndustry.biz that it does not feel the vision for the event is right for what it has planned for this year. Instead, it will attend hundreds of consumer events to showcase the upcoming games for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Quote, After thorough evaluation, SIE has decided not to participate in E3 2020, said a Sony Interactive Entertainment spokesperson. Quote, We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel this vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming on PlayStation 4, uh, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans. PlayStation has used E3 as the place to unveil details of its next console since the very beginning, attending the first E3 in 1995 to detail the U.S. launch of the original PlayStation. The company's success at E3 2013 was viewed as a major moment in the build-up to PS4, which resulted in Sony reclaiming its market leadership from Xbox. However, E3 organizer the ESA has struggled to satisfy all of its members who have been split over what they want the show to be. Some publishers, such as EA and Sony, want to see E3 become a fan celebration of games, whereas others would rather the event remain an industry-focused affair. The ESA has tried to satisfy both groups by introducing uh, some consumer elements to E3, but with limited success. I have so many questions. Lay them on me. What do you got? I, is Sony just never coming back to E3? That's yes. my first well, question. I think I, well, how, it's the ongoing question, and I know mm-hmm. it's, it's, I don't need to be one of the prognostics. How long will E3 be around? I mean that's that's another question is yeah, right. like is yeah, this yeah. an e, is this more of an E3 thing of E3 not being as relevant as it once was like yeah. is E3 really dying like I feel like we've ha- people have been having this conversation over years right I feel like since sure. even the beginning of this gen people have had the conversation of how long does E3 have until E3 just goes away because with you know the growth of streaming and the internet and all this stuff right there's so many different ways that you can reach out to an audience uh and you know provide demos provide trailers provide uh experiences right like they yeah. could do essentially what they're talking about here right and travel around uh and have people directly just play the ps5 or play the totally. upcoming ps4 games right and so is e3 on its 
dying legs right now. I think E3 is going to be around a while. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it, it's going to... It's not going to be on the same level, It's though. not going to be what it was. And I think that's... You've already seen that with Microsoft moving outside uh, mm-hmm. the theater outside, EA Play being off-site, all these different things. People mm-hmm. coming to the conclusion they don't need it and understanding what age we live in, right? With being able to talk directly to your consumers, with being able to throw your own events, having... For PlayStation, having these state-of-play videos, right? To just get yeah. out there and do all the information. Do you think that they do a state-of-play during E3, or do you think they just don't activate no. like they did last I, year see this is this is interesting right because of course if, uh there were rumors that this was coming that there was going to be an announcement today mm-hmm. <coughs> daniel lamont had been talking about it or med uh there had been uh jason schreier tweet today so mm-hmm. you, we and uh, we had heard through back channels that there was going to be an announcement of some kind that they would be saying they wouldn't be coming to e3 mm-hmm. what i had been predicting when we heard this was coming was that we were going to get a blog post that would be hey everybody keeping you ad- updated like we have in the past we're not doing e3 but you'll hear about the PlayStation 5 in February, March, yeah. April, May. You know what I mean? One of these months leading up to it. Right now, as of right now, 308, eight minutes after this broke on games uh, industry app yeah. is nothing. nothing. On there's, the no, there's no PlayStation post. I have their Twitter open too. They haven't done anything here to say, hey, we're going to own the message, which is interesting. I thought for sure they would, that they would get out and have it be, here's the quote unquote bad news uh, for people who love E3 because E3 is so much fun to have a million different game companies vying for your attention. But, yeah, nothing else. And I'm looking through. Jason Trier's got his article up now, too. It looks like he's just uh, citing the games industry at biz stuff as well. So nothing new there. Um, Hmm. Yeah, so removing E3 from it, the question then becomes, when do you think we get are we where where are we blessing what are we mm-hmm. doing with PlayStation 5 and the announcement there i mean i think they'll do an event i think the event will be i mean my guess is post march ish like yeah. me and me and tim had this bet on a games daily i think it was last week uh where you know he's still he's still thinking february i think for me after me and you have had talks yeah. uh, on this podcast and on games daily i think uh i'm i think the wired stuff makes sense like as far as them putting out the couple of Wired articles over the last year has kind of set them up to already have that informa- information out there that for the PS4 launch, you know, that the information that was covered in the Wired articles would have been covered in, the, in that in February, February event, event. Right? Yeah, so yeah. what does that mean for this ramp up to PS5? Like, does that mean if they have an event in February, like, what are they going to talk about? And does that just mean they don't have much to talk about throughout the rest of the year? I think that would then, it would then make sense for them to not do February and do something that is closer to uh, to PS5, whether it is like, you know, May, and then you have those six-ish months to ramp up and, and have marketing and do all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm still holding on to that, but I think right now PlayStation has been very unconventional as yeah. far as like what you would think a console launch would be from them. Totally. Like I feel like PlayStation for the last couple of years, right? Like, and I, we even talked about this on Games Daily today. PlayStation for me has been traditional PlayStation for the last couple of years, with like the exception of like the wire articles for for this console launch. But as far as like, uh, you know, kind of not appearing at at uh, at E three and kind of like playing their cards close to their chest and like the yeah. whole crossplay debacle, like you've kind of seen PlayStation revert to like old PlayStation, like sure. early PS three PlayStation. That's right. been a worry. But right now, it seems like they're just like doing their own thing entirely in a way that I don't really I can't really put myself in the headspace to think what they're thinking like what are the like what is the approach here because they could put out another wired article that just has more information you know in February yeah right or 
they could do an event or they could do a state of play. The like the options get, are on the table. The closer we get to this and now having this officially confirmed they're not coming to E3, mm-hmm. I feel you're not going to get a February event. I think that's too early. And I think the February event, yeah, yeah ha- as we've said, right, has been superseded by these Wired articles. So the February event, if you read the script of what Mark Cerny says on the stage at the February event, right, it mm-hmm. reads like the Wired article. In terms of like haptic trigger, triggers and here's how we're, we're load times and this, that, and the other, right? To get to a February event, you don't want, I don't think you're going to reveal the name that early. I don't think you're going to reveal pricing that early. I feel like you let it cook closer to E3. I don't think you do mm-hmm. it during E3 because the whole point of this is you want to own the moment. You want it to be yours. Mm-hmm. And so like then you think May probably, right, to get out in front of yeah. all of it and do something. <laughs> I'm very interested because I feel like for them last time around – Going up directly against Xbox worked entirely to their favor. Exactly. That was the like that exactly. was the thing for them where Xbox uh, Microsoft came through. They tripped up on the uh, the messaging. They tripped up on the pricing. They tripped up on multiple fronts. PlayStation being the same day. I think it was the same day. Yeah. It was, like later uh, in the day. Well, no, it was the next day. The next day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was Microsoft? Wasn't Sunday? it? Was wrong? I feel like no. It might you're have been right. It was Monday. Monday. I'm confusing because Microsoft right, right, changed right. to Sunday over, yeah, 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 over yeah, the course yeah, yeah. of this. You're 100 correct. But yeah, but I think it was Monday morning. Microsoft goes yeah. and they, you know, put out all the information. People are like, uh, like, okay, we'll see. Yeah. And then Monday night hits. PlayStation uh, busts out the price, all this stuff, right? And I remember the like, I remember vividly the Jack Trenton smirk, you know, as he's oh, yeah. like oh, he <laughs> announcing he was all these things. Yeah, right? yeah, he like, knew he was the knockout punch. That worked so well to their favor in a way where. I'm shocked that they are getting away from E3 when that worked so well for them for PS4. And theoretically, opening themselves up, right? If, mm-hmm. if you figure they have their event and they own the day anywhere before Microsoft's press conference, yeah. they get to come out and they get to dunk on them. Yeah, like, ex- Phil gets to come out and say, exactly. you might have seen this, but this is what we're doing and this is why we're great. And I feel like this time around, that is like a real fear, right? Sure. Like, you know, Microsoft has learned <laughs> from their mistakes. They have been correcting those mistakes over the course of the last... I mean the whole console generation, right? They've been building up to this to this moment, and so for PlayStation to possibly go first, you know, with like the big dump of information, whatever that might be, yeah, or even like you know, there's or a chance, a little dump. <laughs> yeah, maybe, oh yeah, maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a, a bunch, tiny little dump, a bunch a little of little luck. bunch of little dumps could also happen. Yeah, I I'm just curious on kind of where their head 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 is at with that. Um, I'm also interested in the. Uh, them saying they're they're doing hundreds, hundreds of, of yes, events, yeah. hundreds of consumer events to showcase upcoming games for PS4 and PS5. Yeah, did they do that for PS4? I feel like they did like a travel around thing. Or am I thinking am I thinking PSVR? VR. They, yeah. Well, I mean they okay. they do travel. I mean they go to a bunch of different shows. They mm-hmm. did have they have that PlayStation uh, uh, truck that they drove around. Yeah, and they had a lot of VR stuff. But they have other titles. Did on they there. not do that for PS4 also? Or am I, I don't remember at the launch of PlayStation 4. I don't remember there being a big. Pre-launch PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. I don't remember there being a big, like, hey, come out and play it here. Yeah. I'm just curious if this is a thing that they've already done before, and yeah. they are just, you know, this is this is just them doing that again, or if this is going to be something bigger and greater, where they are like, hey, every major city, you know, we're hitting people, we're, hit- we're hitting places up, we are uh, really going hard with interacting with the community, like, and what does something like that even look like, and is that even the, the right is way to go? Is it lip service is my biggest question. Yes. Is yeah. this just the, you know, 100 is a smaller event, and it's the same thing you'd expect, where at PAX they have that giant PlayStation area, mm-hmm. and it's all PlayStation 4 stuff, because you can't, mm-hmm. you won't be till, you're not going to see a PlayStation 5 game out there until they've done their big reveal, right, until they've gone out, out of their way to make a giant moment of that. So, since press isn't going to be able to go to E3 and play uh, PS5 games. Right. Do you think Sony then just like... 
do you think Sony has private events for press, or do you think they like visit different? I think I think that they basically are going to do their PlayStation Four conference. Their what what would be their E three conference? They're going to live stream that and do it somewhere. And even if it maybe it's a state of play where it is. It's going to be a packaged full-on video, but yeah, press will be invited the exact same day to come watch it somewhere and then go play it right away. Mm-hmm. Like I th- That's how you have to do it. And it gets so mm-hmm. interesting of when do you do that because it is always... I immediately start trying to put it all together of where you, how you do this, right? If I'm, if I'm doing this and I'm skipping E3, I don't think they want to be part of E3. So I don't think they want to do the PlayStation stay-to-play thing saturday night of you know leading into e3 ea play goes in the morning they go in the evening they're right there i guess you could and it would make sense that everybody's around there uh if you did may you could do judges week do an event in santa monica right Mm -hmm. where it is like all right cool we're showing all our stuff there but even that is usually tied to e3 there's ways around it i guess if you just threw an event at night nobody's gonna say no to going to that Hmm. like yeah where you get it out and how you reveal it is the big question do you think this is the right move that's another great question, Blessing. I because you know we can't really tell right now. Here's can we? the biggest thing about it mm-hmm. is that with everything they're doing, including skipping E3, the way they're rolling it out, and everybody's like, "This is non-traditional. This is not the normal mm-hmm. way to do it." Right? I feel like they're saying like, "We're fucking. We've moved 106 million units of the PlayStation 4. Right? Like, mm-hmm. we have this generation by the balls. We're gonna have the next one by the balls. And I, it's it's that fine line, right, between mm-hmm. being confident and cocky of is it gonna blow up in their face? Yeah, because. C- 2019, I think that makes sense, right, for them to skip E3. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it's just like what you just said, right? This generation, they've pretty much won it. And And they won it a long time ago. Yeah. They won it. This this number, these number, the scoreboards, you could point the scoreboard forever ago. Like Mm -hmm. it's over. Yeah. And like Last of Us Part 2 is going to sell itself, right? Ghost of Tsushima, that, you know, you can get that, you can show that game off and it doesn't have to be at E3 to show that off, right? Like you really only have a few games that you're showing off right now for the PS4 that doesn't, it doesn't warrant. An E3 pre- press conference. I personally would like them to have. I would have liked them to to have done a P, an E3 pe- press conference last year sure. and like put more focus on smaller like, games, smaller VR, games, yeah, yeah. like other things they have going on. But I understand why they wouldn't. Uh, <coughs> this year, it being the year to focus on PS5 and marketing a new console, doing all this stuff. Like this is, it's very shocking to me, and I don't. I I mean, I can't say yet whether or not it's a good move, but I am not necessarily thrilled by, by it. So you're just what? So are you talking from a hype level? You're not thrilled about it. From what this is going to do for the PS5, Mm -hmm. like, and honestly, it just depends on like what what they do instead, right? Like that's more that's more so the thing I'm 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 looking forward to because if it is just more Wired articles and you know the the way they do get out, I think tops you get one more Wired article before uh there is a. Boom, like a, here's a, your invitation, or even if your invitation mm-hmm. in quotes is a blog post that's yeah. just like PlayStation 5 revealed this day, this time, you know, PlayStation.com. Yeah. I think for me it's the thing that right now I don't want to – I'm not writing off their strat- their strategy, but I am slightly worried about them not showing up to E3 because I I just want more information, right? It, it kind of has me in limbo. But you're going like, to get it, yeah. right? That's the thing. is I that, And I, I feel for you because mm-hmm. I feel there's so many different parts of this of like E3 is awesome. E3, my entire gaming life, right, has been this treasure trove. It's Christmas Day. You're all hyped. My career of covering it, it's amazing to be there and have that electricity in the air, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you even look at how we cover the conferences, right? Like, E3's fundamentally changed in the 13 years I've been here. Yeah. Right? And so for us to stay home and watch the conferences here and live react here, 
PlayStation sees that, right? And so why are they paying the exorbitant booth pr- price for this thing that is poorly run and poorly managed, apparently? Mm-hmm. Uh, why are they, you know, doing putting themselves in a situation where it is, hey, let's fight for everybody's attention and let's have people run late to demos and let's have... No, like, they want everybody in one spot that's there for them. And so that's the way to do it with this event, right? If there's mm-hmm. going to be an event. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I think the thing that worries me about that is, you know, when you look at the GamesIndustry.biz article, right? You have yeah. the headline, which is, PlayStation will not participate in E3, and then the subtitle, which is, the company will instead attend hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Their messaging is E3, their E3 conference is being replaced with these consumer events, mm. which makes me think, like, I'm sure, I mean, that that definitely doesn't rule out the idea of them doing a PlayStation 5 event, but just the phrasing of inst- instead uh, the, the company will do hundreds of consumer events makes me think that, for me, reading it makes me think that oh man maybe they won't like they have to they have to there's no way you couldn't what, not what if it. they do a like a video um uh, similar to state, what nintendo state of play, state state of, of, yeah, exactly, yeah. a state of play yeah and they're like oh and hey in these 10 cities we've got a truck where people can come and play it right during mm-hmm. the same time that e3 is happening i feel like that would be like such a strong like if xbox is talking about what's coming PlayStation can be like, hey, we're showing, like, people are playing it. And it's no. not just now uh, reporters that are reporting on it or, you know, like, uh, media that's reporting on it. It could be people actually tweeting about how much they like it. Did, did they put out a press release with this or is this just coming not from? That. This is all from GamesIndustry.biz at the moment. Still no blog okay. posts that I'm finding. Yeah, and, and the Twitter has nothing on it. Because I want to see how, how they, how they phrase directly it what they message it. Because right. if they if they message it with saying that, like, hey, like, instead we're doing all, like, these different events, <laughs> that makes me think they're going to do a, a state of play and then just, like, the, these events. Like, that makes me think they're not, they're not actually going to do, like, a big PS5 event that press come to you and we, like, sit down. They do all that stuff on the stage. Like, this seems to be the way that they're uh, letting people get their hands on the hardware is through these events. And how they... Uh, message the PS5 details right. I imagine it. It's a state of play, and maybe one more Wired article before that. And that's just me judging from this the the, the wording here. Just from this games industry episode. Yeah. Now I I, fa- mm-hmm. I I'm with you. I I definitely can see it being that. Hey, we're doing state of play. It's going to reveal PlayStation Five. But then I think the press are invited to go play somewhere. You mm-hmm. still need that, right? I don't. I don't it's like, you know, IGN's not going to go to the truck or whatever in, in in Union Square to go fucking play this. Stuff. Do you think it could be like the Last of Us Part Two event, where yes. last September it was a state of play to uh, get out? I mean, they they did all the uh, they showed off all the games, right? And then right. the last was to end it. But it could be a state of play that's specifically focused on the PS5, right? Get all the information out that way, and then the same day. You know, at a certain location, press are playing the PS5, doing all that That's stuff. That's exactly how I think you do it. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, based on what we're spitballing here and figuring out how, based on what they've done recently, right in the last year, whether it be this, whether it be uh, when they uh, had stuff at game or when Germany happened and they had an event for all the German games that were happening. When I went and played, you know, Days Gone for three hours or whatever as a preview, mm-hmm. like <laughs> that is definitely the way they already have that infrastructure built in of bringing people from around the world like for last of us to one spot to go all play it i'd imagine that's what you do where yeah it is you know mm-hmm. the press the undisclosed amount of press you want to bring you put have it all there and there's all these different playstation 5 set up with different games and different demos mm-hmm. if they go about it that way do you think that is the right decision as opposed to going doing the e3 route it, well paired with this i mean like 
because mm. this is they're doing two different things here, right? And as yeah. the games industry uh, article talks about, like PlayStation's on the camp of wanting E3 to be more like a PAX and more open to everybody and more of a thing. I think if uh, it's so impossible, because I remember last year, right, with the wow, wow, and jumping around, like when it, they announced they weren't going to E3, and it was this conversation. And I remember what I kept saying was. It could totally, it might pay off that they don't go because everyone sits around that E3 and goes, man, it sucks that PlayStation's not here. You know what I mean? Oh, it was that. I think PlayStation didn't have much to show last year. It would have been the mm-hmm. same games we've seen a lot. So yeah. that's why that you back off of it, right? I think this year it's the same thing. And especially if they go big before. And again, like, if you go, if you go before, and I'm still saying you want as much time as you want. So I'm saying you may. You go in May, right? You do the state of play that shows it gets everybody hyped. You do the press event there. Everybody's there. And for, I mean, think about that. For four hours, maybe, I mean, if it's an event somewhere off-site, maybe in like New York or whatever, you're going and you're maybe even staying over. So it's like eight hours of just playing PlayStation 5, just fucking around with the controller. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I sit down and I'm getting a rundown of what the new PSN looks like and how that shit happens. That is, that is time that is a resource we're always running out of and at e3 you do not have that time at e3 right it is you send one person two people over to xbox Mm -hmm. they play as much as they can they come back with like demos and uh, impressions they've done they did seven different games they got 10 minutes with each one of them then they had to run to their next appointment and it's all kind of garbled like i feel like you could have a very interesting setup of coming in if you do this preload it beforehand all this stuff happens before with the press let alone the fact that like kevin's saying it is that in, they do this in May. Here's before E3. The trucks are rolling out. You can p- play it throughout this summer all over the place, right? Like, it is actually out there for you to go play the game if you're a, n- a normal person. Mm-hmm. And then press goes into E3, and it is. I am running around seeing a million Nintendo games and Xbox games, but yeah. I'm only getting 30 minutes with Nintendo, and I only played one thing, and Tim only played one thing. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about our impressions, in, especially for Xbox, then, of what's coming to the next generation. Suddenly, you have reporters who went and have... Uh, 10 games they're super stoked for on PlayStation 5 versus the few they got to play at E3 and eke out in this conversation and argument. Interesting. I'm on the edge of my seat well, with this news. Um, I'm still... I'm not. I'm still not convinced that this is like a great thing, but I, I don't think it's good. It, what did I, you... So, full hmm. stop, what did you think of last year's thing? Because like, that was the thing. It was a big gamble. Do you think it paid off with them skipping E3? Do you think it was a good call last year, 2019? I mean, I'm mixed with it. I think overall, like for Sony and what Sony like is right now, I think it was a, it was a good move for them because like there's no reason for them to show up to. There was no reason for them to show up to E3. Yeah, you know, like the only reason that they would go is if they want to advertise a bunch of you know other games on their platform. Yeah, which I mean, I think could be great, but at the same oh, time, sure. like them, they don't miss out on much. And so yeah, yeah last year I don't think it, uh, them missing out on E3 is a huge deal. I think this year. Like, I mean, this year obviously is a huge deal, but at the same time, like, it being a huge deal doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. But I'll, I'm also, like, not necessarily – I. we'll see how it pans out. <laughs> That's kind of where, <laughs> where I'm at right now. It's a fascinating time right now. It is. I'm very excited for, for what this year is going to be because the, the – and this is the thing – this is the conversation we've also had on KFG today – um, but me and Tim were kind of talking about how, and I think this might have been the post show. I think this was the post show that we were talking Patreon about. Patreon.com slash California Games. Yeah, there you, go, uh, there you go. We were talking about how the PS5 strategy and the Xbox Series X strategy is going to be very different, yeah. seemingly, you know, especially coming off of the news that Xbox isn't going to have generational exclusives right. starting off, right? Like Halo Infinite will be on Xbox One, you know, and also be on. 
PC, right? And uh, there's not really going to be any game for the first year or so, right? First year or two, I think, that is going to only be on Xbox Series X. And me and Tim kind of had the conversation of, like, that makes sense for Microsoft because Microsoft is all about getting people into their ecosystem right now. They're all about uh, uh, the Xbox brand and having people engage with that brand, not necessarily just buy the box, whereas PlayStation is all about getting people to buy the box. Like, they're all about, you know, these having these fantastic exclusives that sell PlayStation 5, which I think, you know... For the conversation that that we just had about 2013 and that that E3 and PlayStation kind of giving it to Xbox during that E3 press conference, this time around, I feel like something like that is very much less likely to likely to happen because they are kind of less directly opposed than they've ever been. Yeah. Seeing how Xbox has been operating lately, and so like this year, I, I I'm very excited to see what this year is because I feel like you are going to see. Very different strategy. You're going to see a very different strategy from Xbox for sure. For PlayStation, I feel like you're going to see it kind of how they react or don't react to yeah. that, right? Like, do they? Do, does Sony still see themselves in direct competition with Xbox, and is that part of why they're not going to E3? Or like, is this them reacting to that and being like, "Well, we don't necessarily need to be at E3 because at this point, like, we know our launch, we know our, we know our games lineup, right? We know our studios, we know the quality of PlayStation, we know all this stuff, right? And so, like, we can just do our thing and will be fine i i think it's yeah. the latter really yeah mm-hmm. i think i think it's the latter not the former where i think i think you said it in there right is that i think playstation thinks of themselves in another vertical in another ecosystem in mm-hmm. another like world right where it's still video games obviously but i i, I when they think of their competitors I don't know who they're thinking of anymore, and because I, I and I know that sounds goofy. It's clearly they think about Xbox. They talk about Xbox. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's the idea that like they are. It's this weird thing where both Xbox and PlayStation are doing traditional things and then totally non-traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. Where PlayStation's entire rollout of this is so bizarre and strange. And we're like, why is it unwired? What are you doing? And meanwhile, Xbox is doing. The exact beats you'd expect. Well, yeah. I, you, I, didn't well ex- I didn't expect Game Awards. Yeah, I was like, going to say, that, that was probably the one surprising one. But like, it is like the normal thing where, hey, there's a giant stage, so guess what? There's mm-hmm. probably going to be something from Xbox there. Whereas, like, there's a giant stage, PlayStation won't be there. They're not going to do that. That's mm-hmm. not what's going to happen. And so you have that, but then on the tech side and like what they're actually building, right? Xbox is being super weird and non traditional. All of like, yeah, yeah, no, first year at least, you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about exclusives. It's not like that. Your Xbox One X will play games that were p- pimping for the Xbox Series X yeah. and vice versa, which yeah. is crazy and awesome and rad. Mm-hmm. But like I and like I said, is I months ago when we were talking about this, I'm like, I saw Xbox doing that. Right, I, I was like, that's what they're gonna do. They yeah. want this Xbox ecosystem they keep talking about, whereas PlayStation is not. PlayStation mm-hmm. 5 games are not going to work on PlayStation 4, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a big part of why they keep the same numbering scheme, I'm sure, is that you understand that. That's a different thing. At a glance, you get it of like, oh, that's a higher number. That's a different PlayStation. I know what that means. I, we've all been doing this long enough, even if you're just buying stuff for your kid, right? Mm-hmm. So now to see that, and that's what they're going to pimp it as, and again, it's like Spider-Man doesn't load and all this different stuff they're throwing out there. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so traditional PlayStation, right? Like you mm-hmm. know, but it's now this avenue of how are they going to deliver that information? Is it, you know, I think as we've talked about today, like I'm not, sh- I wouldn't be shocked 
But I do think it's going to be a state of play. They're going to be like, guess what? The PlayStation 5 state of play is coming. Because every time Sid puts up a state of play article on the blog, right? He's always like, here's what's going to happen to it. And it needs to be noted, we will not talk about our next-gen plans, right? Mm. Like, when they're finally like, hey, state of play is coming on Wednesday, the whatever, and guess what, everybody? Yeah, it's we're talking all about PlayStation it. 5. That'll be huge, and yeah. that'll be that'll it'll again. Everyone's gonna stop and all eyes on it, mm-hmm. and then it will be like, where do you go to play it? That's the question. But they've already kind of handled that in terms of, well, yeah, if you you'd go to the big PlayStation event, we're gonna throw in Santa Monica or whatever, and if you don't go to that, we'll be at PAX. We'll, you know, once this is announced, like PAX West, I again, like I imagine they're gonna have fucking demos for PlayStation Five. Oh there, yeah, and it's gonna be ridiculous. They got to yeah yeah. So, what's your final prediction for? when that would happen like when the when will we, when will we see the playstation 5 state of play and press go i out say and may and do all that stuff? i say may. i also i also say may i say may i think it makes sense because you want to be you want as much headway as possible you don't want to do yeah you're, you don't want to do e3 if you're not doing e3 yeah let alone you don't want to go after e3 like right like there's always that hangover yeah. after e3 where it's like oh we have all this new stuff and what are we gonna do not to mention that so think about that june is e3 if you're waiting till you, you want to do the week after E3. So now we're talking about mid to late June. You're going to talk about your thing. You're probably launching in November. No way. You mm-hmm. need to get it out earlier than that. But again, yeah, May. I think you just get on mid-May, late May. If Judges Week is going down as usual, then yeah, I would think you do it around then so that you have, again, already. Well, that doesn't even fucking matter. You'd fly people all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm into it. I like the PS2 shirt, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I see you have a favorite you, console. You're wearing the shirt that I couldn't get. Oh, again. yeah. The so Seattle. Much. Uh, PlayStation pack shirt. Yeah. I love it. It's like my favorite like video game themed shirt. It's a great shirt. Such a great design. I went over there final day of packs and they're like, are you kidding me? No, we sold out of that on day one. Oh I yeah, like, I had to get this day one. God damn it, fucked up. There it is. Oh, You're yeah. one shot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it says Seattle, Washington. Exactly. Where I lived for four years. So, so it makes sense for you, right? Yeah, it makes sense for me. It's personal. You know what? I would also what I would also love about this mm. is fucking bring back PSX. Oh yeah. You're talking about doing all these hundreds of events. That's rad. Mm-hmm. I get it. Go to where the people are. Go to the things that are already established. But it also would have been fucking dope as shit if this yeah. was a blog post. We're not going to E3. You're getting an event in May. And guess what? It's happening at PSX. Like, PSX as in... Not, you're not talking about December. You're talking about like doing well, it I mean, earlier. I, I think you can do it wherever. But I, yeah, oh, I would yeah. do it. I, I still think that would be the fucking most raucous crowd you've ever heard in your life. If oh, they did, yeah. like, they did we're bringing back right PSX, after. we're doing it in May, okay. and it's going to be the reveal of PlayStation 5. Gotcha. And then afterwards, okay. we roll up the doors, and you can go play those games alongside all the indies and VR and all, all the different stuff we're bringing yeah. to PlayStation 5. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'll but to your that. point, that's an old PlayStation. Do you think the current PlayStation. Do you think they'll ever do PSX ever again? I do think they'll do PSX that again. W- but PSX is awesome. Yeah, and I, I, I imagine super su- uh, successful for them. I hope so. You never know. The fact that they didn't do it, they kind of just stopped. You're like, mm, yeah, live events are hard, and it's hard to make a turn of for sure a nice profit on it, and especially because now you can just make a video, make it rewatch it on YouTube, and uh, you just did everything that happened, right? Yeah, and you yeah. make profit off it. Sorry, what was that? Then and you make profit off it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I would say PSX will be back. It's not this year, even next year. I I, I don't see it happening. Why not next year? <sighs> Because I, like, I feel like that's when you—that's when the gears are really going, and you have games to talk about and announce and all that stuff. Uh, 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 not even uh, announce, but games for people to check out. Because that'll be—that would be twenty twenty one, end of twenty twenty one, if it's in December. Yeah. And you imagine by that time, like Spider Man two, possibly God of War two, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just—I don't know. I feel like as slow as the ship, it felt like was to turn from being the hungry, crazy PlayStation. 
You know, in 2013, mm. that was yeah. like, here's how you share games. We're fucking dunking on everybody. Yay! You know what I mean? Adam and Geo and everybody's on stage. The, as slow as it was to turn away from that, hey, we're putting personality and everything to where it is now of like, hey, there's a Wired article, a disembodied voice tells you about games, yeah. and that's it. And we're not doing any of the E3 or anything. I just feel like it would be equally as slow to turn back to, hey, we're doing that. Not to mention, like, you know, you're, we're talking about all these interesting choices, these weird choices, and, you know, skipping E3 again, right? Mm-hmm. Doing another state of play because they've been doing it. You have to imagine for them, whatever the metrics of success are, they're hitting them, if not exceeding them. Yeah. And that's why they keep doing it this way and why it is the idea of, like, you know, they faded everybody away to where, you know, you, you don't see, like, remember that Gamescom that was awesome where Shu came on stage and sat in a big chair and hit the PlayStation button and then played uh, Little Big Planet, I think? Like, oh, yeah. That was rad, but that's not how it is anymore. Mm. And it's fun. And there's no Jack Trenton, and even Sean Layden's gone. And it's just like, there's, it's, you got yeah. a brand now. We have a brand, and that's what we're, you know, you worship. I just miss it. I do too. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Like I love it. And like part of me part of my hope was that okay, it's the end of the generation, you know, like like we've said they don't necessarily need to do these things at this point. Yeah. And so that kind of makes me hope that beginning of next generation you start to see them bust out you know different weird ideas, right? Bring back PSX. Uh you know, bring back the the personalities, even though now they're pretty much all, all gone. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you in still, indie now. Greg Rice is over in the indies. You got people yeah. floating around. Herman. Herman Holtz can be Yeah, Herman can be comes out with a giant thing of beer from you know, Amsterdam. Just Corey Barlow. Exactly. Oh, God, no, please don't. <laughs> Here's a question I have for you, Blessing, Eddie Oye mm-hmm. Jr. And it's going to sound like the most loaded Sony pony question I could possibly all ask. Right. Do you think... Is there enough gas in the world xbox in xbox's tank period to come out and this start of this generation do the hulk hogan andre the giant slam and like knock ps4 on its ass at announcement level because the only way any of the things were happening well, i'd love to see personalities and i'd love to see this mm-hmm. the only way that happens is they have to be bested right now they're running this race unopposed almost where it's just like mm-hmm. we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want and everybody else will follow us i mean i think there's a chance and here's my thing right and this is another conversation me and Tim were having in the post show for KFGD. Is I think both Sony and both both Sony and Microsoft are doing the right thing, right? Like Sony's doing the right thing, you know, by like they have the right strategy by uh, having great exclusives that sell their boxes, and you know that's that's their thing is they want to sell boxes, <coughs> and if that works for them, that works for them, and that's great, yeah. um, and that gives me great games, and so like yeah, hey, you're happy. D- do your thing, I'm happy, yeah. right? Xbox, I think, is also doing the right thing by being like, hey, we're more than a box. We are services. We are the brand. We are games. We want to put our software wherever you want to get it, right? If we can put it on Switch, we'll put it on Switch. If Sony would allow us to put it on PlayStation 5, hey, we would love to. We would love to, but Sony's not going to let them do that. Um, I think both of them are are doing the right thing. I I think the advantage that Microsoft has is that they're being... like. Box-wise and software-wise and platform-wise, right? They're being so unconventional that you really don't know what's going to stick, yeah. right? They're being very, very exp- experimental with how they treat this console launch so far. Like, just looking at the games and, like, the cross-gen stuff and and essentially what Xbox has come to be. You yeah. know, Xbox Game Pass, all this stuff, right? Game Pass, uh, xCloud, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're, I mean, we were <laughs> even talking about... Um, the leasing thing, right, where you can uh, buy or you can buy an Xbox and pay for it monthly, as opposed yeah. to paying for it upfront, right? Like just those little ticks right there can carry them, I think, a long way. You know, because they're giving people so many options and so many ways to play Xbox. Like I know there are a lot of people that are like, "Well, I'm not going to get an Xbox 
because I can just play all these games on PC. I don't think Microsoft cares that much. I think Microsoft would be. I think they're excited about people that that want to play their games on PC because for them that is still Xbox, yeah. right? I think like you you literally open up an Xbox app on your computer if you want to play Xbox games on PC. I'm pretty sure. Um, and so I think with like with all that happening and Sony kind of still Sony being Sony, you know, and somewhat right now being cocky Sony, yeah. but at the same time like powerful Sony because they have great, great games. Like I could. I could see it going either way, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't totally discount Xbox just coming through and and taking the lead. My thing is this: I have talked about it m- multiple times on other shows, right? Where I legitimately think of myself as an Xbox fanboy because I mm-hmm. want them to do well. I mm-hmm. I love the programs they're doing. Xbox Game yeah. Pass is such a phenomenal value, right? Mm-hmm. There's all these different things yep. and programs and whatever they're doing, but I just don't know if i can wrap my head around what they're going to do when they at e3 and come out and talk about series x you know what i mean their next box and scarlet and all that jazz that would make everybody go oh this is where i'm playing this time around i think if you're on the wavering part of it where you're like oh man i've been thinking like i have a playstation 4 i've been thinking about giving an xbox a chance right and you hear the announcements they're doing and what they're talking about in game pass and x cloud and all that jazz I would feel like you'd be more inclined to buy the PlayStation 5 and then buy an Xbox One X mm-hmm. of some variety that ha- can play the games and gets you in the ecosystem, sure. Mm-hmm. But even when you're in the ecosystem, I don't know if that's enough to make it your everyday machine versus a PlayStation, yeah. right? And, I mean, that's why I'm kind of on both sides with it. Because for Xbox, right, like the idea of them coming through and, and like knocking PlayStation on their, on their ass, yeah. the reason why I... Don't I like I wouldn't necessarily think so is because that's not what they're looking to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. 2013. That's that was the goal for each other, right? Microsoft wanted to be the number one platform. PlayStation wanted to be the number one platform. And so you're going you're going against each other, and one will stand victorious. Whereas right now, I think both can stand victorious doing the indiv- with their individual strategies and still like both come up, both uh, come out on top. Yeah. And so that's why I don't necessarily. For that side of things, I don't necessarily see that happening. But at the same time, I just love how I, I like how unconventional Xbox is is being with how they're treating their platform. And I like and I I think that goes a long way, right? And I think yeah. people like right now with how things are framed, that doesn't necessarily lead lead to them overtaking Sony. But I think that does lead to them just being being more interesting and maybe even slow, like slowly bringing people in into their platform as they're seeing all these different options and seeing all these different ways to play right especially if xbox gets on switch or, or what any other platform that they can get on yeah right like more people will just fu- more people will funnel in and you could see a thing like i could this is what i can see right i can see at the beginning of the generation right ps5 outsells xbox series x by a ton yeah right because playstation already has that audience playstation has the games that i imagine that they'll talk about this year right yeah but toward the end of the ps5 xbox series x generation if even xbox wants to look at it look at it as a generation i could see it being the ps3 thing where they catch up towards the end because over time people have just been funneling in because they've been uh seeing like seeing those options seeing uh xbox game pass being like oh i can get that and have Thousands of games, games. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think that scenario is kind of likely for me. Yeah. Okay. I'll be interested as I, 2020 continues to unravel. Yeah. 
exciting year. It's right. Yeah, we're picked the right year. Thirteen days for, for uh, kind of funny games 4.0. Yeah, you picked a good time to bring back PS. I love you. A lot of people <laughs> were pointing that out today when we were talking about a bunch. Of oh yeah, dude. W- like what luck? <laughs> right. Like last week it was the PS5 logo, which was like right after we recorded. But yeah. we still put it in the thumbnail. Yeah, <laughs> still had that. That was right too. CES, nothing. I mean. <laughs> They, what they the logo? A, they put a five on it. Big deal. But that's still four K Blu-ray. Come on. True. I'm just saying. Well, well I think what you said was nothing new. And no, I said nothing new. super news. I said you'd get something. So okay. you get something new. But right. If anybody wants to, by the way, if you're watching live, I have kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong open. You can go there and live correct us as we go. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO. Each and every week, Blessing and myself get together to talk about all things PlayStation. If you like that, you should be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can go there to get your questions in, get the show ad-free, get it early, including watching while we record it in case anything else breaks. Uh, you can also get it then over there on Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames with the exclusive post show um today we're gonna be talking about playstation skipping e3 uh peace walker impressions and more of course remember that patreon.com slash kind of funny games keeps the mics on so go there to get your questions on the show ad free i already talked to you about all that stuff uh remember too that uh this goes up of course youtube.com slash kind of funny games it's got ads there no post show same thing with podcast services around the globe worth pointing out and saying thank you so much for your support you're all a bunch of crazy people oh my God. i love you xoxo crushed last week I've never seen my Twitter notifications yeah. just go and go and go. People being like, oh, sweet, like PS I Love You's back, and people being super positive and super uh, encouraging and, and, and super well receiving of it. Um, so thank you, everybody. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Even though I am distraught about one tweet I saw what that kept it? me up very late. What was it? It was, uh, I forget the name, uh, the Twitter handle, but it was actually a person that came through and they were like, this blessed guy seems really cool, but. He needs to get his PlayStation cred up. And I read that. And I was like, listen, all right. <laughs> all right, Mr. And hasn't played Horizon. All I've right. done I've done what notable PlayStation personalities have not done. Don't, don't start throwing stones for me, <laughs> house, brother. Don't start. Don't start. I've beat Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm just saying. Wait, you beat it? You didn't just play like. No, I be- I played hours? thirty-five hours. I played Kevin. 120 hours of wow, Persona 5. That's a lot more a than big, 35. A big PlayStation exclusive that came that's... out in 2017. Something more than certain PlayStation personalities are willing to do. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Three times as much. Oh wow. Wow. Did you play Nier Automata, Greg? Not to completion. Mm. Did you? Yes, I did. I did all the endings. Not all the endings, all the major endings. But I did play it. You're one of these and ones. at the time it was a PlayStation exclusive, even though it's on Xbox now. But at the time that good oh god it's one of my it's probably my top 10 for this generation yeah the thing is it's really weird uh like it it takes some effort to get into but once you're into it like you're really into it like the story is i've seen a lot of cosplay people do that outfit oh the 2b outfit i don't know the main main character like the maid looking yeah 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 that's 2b does her butt hang out as much as the cosplayers butts do because there's usually one with the skirt on and they take the skirt off a little bit yeah but like you don't know what i'm talking about meg turney just google it just google what i I don't know (laughs) 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 but is there a costume in the game where her butt's hanging out I mean, I think that's just the main costume she wears. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like... It's, it let me look like this up because I don't game. remember... It sounds like a good game. I don't remember seeing her butt that much, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure... I'm, I'm pretty sure there's Find a... Find her name or, or the name of the series. I don't know which one it is. Nier Automata? And then write naked. No, I'm not writing that. You won't regret it. I promise you. <laughs> Jesus, Kevin. <laughs> what? 
I'm I'm pretty sure there's a trophy where if you like angle the camera to like look up her skirt, I think that might be a trophy. And I think that got <laughs> that got some controversy. Yeah, I think it did too. Yeah. I didn't know you're a pervert. You know what I mean? Uh, you're a pervert. Hey he man. was trying to get a platinum. Right? It had a great story. He was, did you get the platinum in it? No, exactly. I didn't. I mean, he was working his way there. I mean, I wasn't really even thinking about the platinum. I think that, I think that was the game where you could like buy the platinum. But um, see, okay, well, this is official merchandise. So, does that outfit in the game somewhere? Maybe, because that's the one I see all the cosplay. Wow, do. that gave that uh, if that outfits in the game, I, I gotta play some more. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a replay. I gotta on going. get another ending. Um, that's not a way dirtier than that meant. <laughs> it works. It works it the way work. you want to slice it. Though. Don't worry about it. Uh, remember, yeah, like I said, the podcast feeds are up there. Uh, you guys were killing on iTunes. We were on number one on Leisure for like multiple days. Uh, please, if you are out there using a podcast, uh, go on and give us a like, subscribe, share, leave a review, five stars, all that jazz. If you hate the show, don't bother. Don't do that at all. Man, we already did 44 minutes? Yeah, we did. We talked about that for a show. while. I love just fucking bullshitting around And we have like a million segments to go. Ah, it's fine. That's what the show's all about. Uh, today, we're... Oh, speaking of butts, we're brought to you by Me Undies. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start with what you playing? What you playing, Bless? Uh, so I finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. I, I really, really enjoyed that game. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm at the level that... A lot of people were when the game originally came out. Like, okay. I I'm not necessarily. Did you I, get to the moon? No, I I don't think you can go to the moon in that game. <laughs> I think you lied to me. Kevin last week was saying that you could, that the game takes place on the moon, and the whole time I was like, does it? <laughs> like, if somebody says that this is the moon, I'm like, I'm totally in. I'm sold. Turned out they just terraformed the moon. You like see the Earth. Yeah, I'm like, that'd be awesome. like, yo, this is wild. Yeah. Can't believe this is the moon. Um, I wasn't necessarily blown away blown away by horizon zero dawn like for me it was is do you think it's one of those things where as often is the case that hype was so loud that you sat down like oh this is gonna be amazing yes 100 percent. like i think it was it because like coming off the game like after finishing i'm like oh this game's like really great like i absolutely i absolutely love the visuals the designs of the machines the designs of the enemies like uh visual like visually and style wise i think the game knocks it out of the park i think the game also knocks it out of the park in terms of uh Combat with the machines yeah. and story. The story, really good. Yeah, I, right. I got really into the story more more so than I, I'd say most video game stories. Like I I really like the world they built there. I really like the characters. Uh, there's a character you meet like halfway through the game who kind of sticks with you throughout the rest of the game. Uh, that ca- that character I really enjoyed and I kind of liked where they kind of went with him. Um, yeah, like I lo- I love so much of what Horizon had to do. I think the thing for me that kind of held it back. A bit for me was the some of the gameplay like i didn't love navigating the open world like i think the open world is beautiful and uh i think they did a, a, a decent job with the quest system and all that stuff but yeah. at the same time just like riding around i felt i felt like i found myself doing the skyrim thing where you're like sideways hopping up a hill uh, i feel like okay. I, I found myself yeah, I definitely doing that. Did that i remember those days yeah trying to break stuff or trying not to get up as quick as possible yeah and it, it, it It'd and be not those, having that Breath of the Wild moment, right, where you, yeah, you're supposed to do this. Yeah, right. And it'd be one of those things where I'm, I'm following the waypoints because they have like a pretty good waypoint system where if you highlight uh, your main quest, it'll essentially uh, c- cookie crumb you along, right, yeah. and, and kind of place like where you need to go on the path in order to get to the actual final waypoint. Because the open world is vast and can get complicated to navigate if you don't know like places where you need to climb or sure. certain paths you need to go down but also because of that for some reason like i would have those waypoints 
not necessarily be clear as to how I get up a, a hill. And so I'll find myself being like, am I supposed to sideways jump <laughs> up this place? <laughs> and so I find myself doing that. Um, and that was a little bit frustrating. And then also uh, just everything. I said this last episode, but just everything wants to kill you yeah. in a way where at a certain point I was like, please, can I just get to my destination without being attacked by uh, a, a whatever, right? A, yeah, a yeah. ravager or whatever. Like I, I found that frustrating. That was a thing that, I mean, I've, I had the same exact issue with, Far Cry Five when I played it, and I know like dude, that, Far Cry Five was so intense. I was just yeah, where I was just like, I, I, it was that of like, cool, I'm going to this mission. All right, this thing's attacking me. Oh great, now the guy saw me, so I'm fighting, and it's just like 30 minutes of me just trying to survive to get to the mission. Yeah, me. exactly, and I, I absolutely hate doing that, but I, I think there's a balance there to that, actually making that work because that is part of that game, right? Part of that game is that all the machines are out to kill you because yeah. there's a thing going on. Right, and that is like the conceit of it is dangerous to be out in the wilds because you know it's da- it's dangerous out there, right? These yeah. machines are are killers, uh, and so to be out there and for the machines to like want to kill you makes sense. But I think there's a balance there, right? Like I I don't want to be held back trying to get from every A to B destination, um, and so that was a bit frustrating for me, but. Overall, like I really liked it. Uh, I'm very excited for Horizon Two. Yeah, right. Especially like in the in a world where that that'll probably be a PS5 game. Uh, I'd Watch like to game, s- hopefully, hopefully, I'd like to see like what steps they take to to make that game even better. Did you do Frozen Wilds or no? Okay. Yeah, I didn't like, and I don't know if I will. I might take a break and then go back because I'm thinking now about doing the Spider-Man DLC after we did nice. the stream with Tim. Yeah. And so it might be one of those things where I take a break because I don't necessarily feel compelled to keep playing right now. Um, but we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Um, I also played Peace Walker. Hell yeah, you did. Yeah. Played together, didn't we? Yeah, we did play together. About. We're living the dream, as said. What, what? So this is your first time playing mm. Peace Walker. Of course, in 2010, I reviewed it. Oh, huh? was that? You guys played together? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We stayed where here you, Friday. Friday afternoon we played here. I had a great time. I was looking at a new studio doing some measurements. Oh, man, stuff. that sucks. You had to keep yeah, working. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Oh, man, because we had a great time. Yeah, it was wonderful. Me and Merc City out there. Oh, man. Yeah. Me, City. Greg, taking out helicopters. Yeah. With our, helicopters? With our, what's the, what's the rocket launcher RPG. called? The Wall? Yeah, yeah. It's a great wall. name for, for a rocket what? launcher. The Wall? The Wall. Yeah, yeah. Like you're laying down the wall. Exactly. Wow. We laid down the wall in this wow, helicopter, man. That's really fun. It was really fun. That's what kind of stuff we were doing. Could have been funner or more fun with a third person, but, you know. Yeah. If only. Yeah. If, if only. only. If only. Uh, what a great game. Right? Yeah. It Playing it actively made me upset that I didn't play it on PSP in 2010. Yeah. Because I could see myself getting lost in that game, having it handheld and having totally. friends that play that game. Totally. Uh, because, like, for me, in this, in, for me, Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of my favorite games ever. And somehow it just totally missed me that Peace Walker came out and it was a sequel to Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I missed that, but I did. Um, and I didn't realize how much Phantom Pain took from sure. uh, Peace Walker. Yeah. And Phantom Pain is another another Metal Gear Solid game that I absolutely love. Like even the story in, in Phantom Pain, I liked it, even though it's incomplete. But you know, going back to Peace Walker and kind of seeing those roots for what Phantom Pain would become, and at the same time, like seeing how well Peace Walker works on its own, like yeah. just being a game where you go out and and run missions, and you know, you do the Fulton thing of like gathering more more soldiers to your mother base and being able to build out from there and assigning different soldiers to different tasks. All that stuff even seems way more manageable in Peace Walker than in Phantom Pain, which I really like. Yeah. Because I feel like in Phantom Pain, you just had you had a lot more 
roles in which uh your soldiers could um be assigned to and i just feel like you didn't like i for me i didn't really care about any of that stuff until it got to like, a certain mission where you kind of had to care about that stuff um but even that i was kind of like all right whatever um in this game i feel like they make it a lot easier and a lot more manageable to be like okay yeah this guy is going to be a medical uh this girl is going to be out in the field this person is doing this this person is doing that and i don't feel like it's i don't feel like it's work in any way like yeah. especially with the, the auto assign button and totally. so like i don't even ha- if i didn't want to think about it i don't have to think the about, thing, think about the it the thing about peace walker that i think resonated in 2010 and resonates now when you play it is that it's digestible in mm-hmm. every sense of the word and i don't mean that in like a uh, or a way to b- brush it off or anything yeah. or insult it. I mean in the way that I like doing all of it, like all the micromanagement in between missions yeah. of like, all right, let's let's go through and assign everybody where they are. Well, uh, you know, my teams have come back from deployment, so I need to see who died or who got hurt and then send them back out to do another mission. I need to get my research team working on this thing. Like, there's mm. all these little things to keep you going, and then you jump back to yeah. the missions and you keep and walking around. And it just seems like it would work so well handheld. <laughs> totally. I'm so I am, mad I didn't play it back My <laughs> thing is that I'm heartbroken with it because, yeah, like, I want to keep... I, I, this is all I played this week. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I am definitely off the wagon, crazy about really? peace wagon. You going for peace, that peace walker? <laughs> peace, again, peace wagon. You going for that platinum? I've been burned by Metal Gear platinums before. As uh-huh. you know. All right. I I am so I've drank so much of the Peace Walker Kool Aid that yes, I'm very interested in trying to get the platinum. And the hope would be that when I do that. I go back to Phantom Pain and try to stop really? what broke me. Well, remember when we looked at it last week? We looked, and I'm not that far off. I just got to S-rank these missions. I stuff. feel like I've heard this before. <laughs> you have. This is a, I, I fall for the siren song of mm. Kojima Platinum's quite a bit. We'll mm. see what happens. But uh, what I want to do is I have my, uh, my verdict here from 2010, my IGN.com review, mm. a 9.5 out of 10 over at IGN.com for Peace Walker. Here's what I wrote. Here's the thing. I could write another nine pages on Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. I could do it with ease. From the missions that have you listening to bird calls to the missions that have you taking photos of ghosts to missions that have you holding, holding, up, or p- holding people up with a banana, uh, this game is insanely deep. It's crazy, and I want to go on and on about every little thing, but there's no reason for me to sit here and spoil it for you. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker is awesome, and you need to play it. It's not perfect, as the co-op is nearly mandatory in some spots, and I could have done with a better how-to guide, but this game is a masterpiece. Not only is it in the running for the title of greatest game ever on the PSP, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker is one of the greatest games in the entire Metal Gear Solid franchise, or Metal Gear franchise Mm. is what I wrote. And yet, you gave a higher score to Uncharted 3. Here's what I want you all to know. Kevin, can I get the one? My name's Greg Miller. And I am a fucking coward. I should have given this game a 10. I should have given Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker a 10. I throw myself on the mercy of the PlayStation Court. You even used the word masterpiece. I politely asked Dan Stapleton to change the score on the <laughs> review at IGN.com. You can see in here why I don't like review scores mm-hmm. and why I think IGN changed their scale in like so many different times. And there, we had, there's so many different conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Is the fact that, and I forget in, I look at Kevin like he would know in 2010, if we had already <laughs> kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. I'm pretty sure in 2010, we must've in 2010 been using the Five, uh, 25 20 point. point scale or 20 point scale, yeah. right? Where I, cause, and that's why I gave it a 9.5 9. 5 and not like a 9.8 9. or a 9.9, 9, 9, right? Yeah. We must have retired that. I tell you what, like, this is, I think, a classic example. Uh, you're right. Like, I'm calling it a masterpiece mm-hmm. because I believe it's a masterpiece, but I don't want 
to give that score because to me that score it means, means it's something. perfect. Yeah. And so the fact that I have two complaints with it, and I read, I actually went through and read my entire review too, which is always so cringy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was pretty good. But in there, I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I have a couple complaints. I'm like, literally two. And I was like, oh, what's really cringy is my VO. You go back and you can. This is probably. Oh, one of dude, those. I love. And this is gonna sound weird. I love going back to your old IGN reviews when and hearing the old, me in. The, the old yeah. VO. It's great. There's a, there's You're a, so passionate. <laughs> there's so many different like uh, rings on the tree of IGN video reviews where there was the old ones where literally you'd go into a booth and Craig Bear and I would put his feet up and just let you do whatever the hell you wanted. We had no scripts. You just rambled. You did all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it was a nightmare for anyone to edit, or, edit. And then eventually we did them where it was like write it out and then Brennan Ayu would be there and he would make me talk slow and pronunciate mm. and do like not be Greg Miller. And so you listen to this and I'm like, oof, God. I do not sound good in this or whatever. I'm a coward, though. Metal Gear Solid, Peace Walker is a 10. I am so hopelessly re-addicted. And so back to where I think I was originally driving with this is like, it breaks my heart that I can't play this on Vita, even with transferring, right? Because I don't want to fuck up my trophies. Since I'm in it for trophies now, the Mm -hmm. trophies won't pop because it's a PSP game it thinks I'm playing. So if I transfer the save to the Vita and I'm playing the PSP version of the game, it won't give me the trophies. Even if you transfer it back to PS... Three? Yeah, I remember when I was reviewing the collection, and when you did it the first time for transferring, I'm pretty sure it tells you if you get trophies during this, it won't pop like retroactively. Oh wow! So I think it would be okay for certain stuff, like you know, if it was 100, well maybe I don't even know if it was 100 headshots or whatever, like it is. If I went back and then I did it and I got 101 or whatever on the actual PlayStation Three, I don't think I don't know if it would be. I don't want to risk it. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to fuck around. You know what I mean? Let's yeah. get in there. Let's try to get as many trophies as we can and see if it breaks me. But goddamn blessing! Dude, what a fucking game! I'm I'm excited to play more. I also want to give a shout out to the story of the game, which I was not expecting to really grab me. But so far, like I can I can understand why this is Greg Miller's perfect game because the cutscenes are just comic book God, panels. So, so beautiful. Like playing through, I was like, the oh, art I get is so it. good. The, I know, the art's great. The voice acting is great. I David like, Hater is and like he's great. There are so many things. I, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I love Peace Walker, obviously. But to sit down and actually play it all the way through again, mm. it is that thing of like, fuck, do I did I miss him? Yeah. In Phantom Pain, did I? Fucking and like, miss I him? was uh, I was telling you while we were playing, right? Because there were certain cutscenes where I can't remember the exact cutscene, but there are cutscenes where you know there would be certain bits of writing where I'm like, this is beautiful, yeah. <laughs> and then like other bits of writing where it's like, oh, this is comedy, like this is comedy, like somebody did something funny and they play it for comedy in a way where you know Death Stranding, Ko- Kojima's game twenty or not 20, 10 years later about right like they do things in Death Stranding where they pl- they play certain I f- I feel like what are supposed to be comedic bits seriously like yeah. fragile eating one of the crypt- crypto bites yeah. whatever they're called yeah. uh, eating like eating those in front of um, Norman Sam Porter yeah. Bridges and him being like I like Ooh. how you, you have to say his full name yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like that happening and them just like going on like that wasn't weird like. Kojima's Kojima's interesting, like yeah, to say the least. To to, to say the least, but uh, the Peace Walker story is very straightforward, digestible, well written, digestible. It's like, like I, it's what I've always said about it, right? Is like I understand how people think Metal Gear is clunky, and there's so much going on. In it. This is so simple, right? Of just like you are this disenfranchised soldier. You have a group of dudes that are basically mercenaries, even though you keep saying you're not mercenaries, but you are yeah. soldiers without borders. Without like, borders. Whatever, it I love it so much. And it's like, that's awesome. But then it is like literally, hey, here's a tape recorder. Mm-hmm. The person you killed is on it. Fuck, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then like they do, they do it so well of getting you back to boss so quickly of like, all right, here's what's happening. Here's why you're still engaged. Here's what's the next thing. And here's the next thing. And like yeah. the story moves in such a quick clip yeah that you are like motivated to jump in and get to the next one and there are like there are more boss battles than i imagine 
there would have been like they don't it do, the game doesn't have the team of bad guys so far where i'm at like yeah. i don't think that they show up like they don't have well like, it's more like with the the poopa and the chrysalis and all that stuff like those yeah. those robots right yeah, yeah, yeah um but they don't really have like the psychomanis yeah. or like the i'm probably making this up this is probably this might actually be a villain but like the crying raven or whatever raven right? was there yeah vulcan raven is one vulcan of raven metal gear solid was there not like a crying raven in MGS four? Oh, you're, you're you know what you're probably there's laughing octopus and yeah because they had like around. all like the them reprising but they're like... that was my thing <laughs> when that one started up it was very much the Jerry Seinfeld gif like all right well, <laughs> I'm gonna all... keep playing it but like you're not getting yeah. me here I'm not yeah. like I'm not like in love with these people MGS four definitely had like the the least Furies memorable... right? is that what they were the, the Furies what what with the because the, the Fury is the name of a boss in MGS three. They call them uh, something though, like the Probably, the yeah. ladies, the the beauties and the, the oh yes, and the, beast. the beauties and the beast. I think they are called the beauties and the beasts. Okay, I'm unless that you. maybe that just might be another name for them, but I'm pretty sure they mentioned them in that way in the game. But uh, MGS MGS three is the one that has like Those all were, the best ones. They were women in yeah. suits, right? Yeah. Okay. They were something. Well, they were like, but <laughs> <laughs> like most like most <laughs> the villains in this. Uh, they were something, all right. <laughs> yeah, they were. The Beauty and the Beast is the unit, so yeah, that's what they would have been calling, right? Okay. Yeah. But uh, Peace Walker doesn't necessarily have that, but I still do like the boss battles here because you're just you're. It feels like you're fighting more giant, uh, giant war machines than you are in any, any other Metal Gear Solid, which feels cool. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. You are going up against multiple Metal Gears. It feels like. Right? Yeah. And I f- fucking still like. I've always thought about it, and always, but I mean to have it on the TV. In my room, but like the first time when they pop back up and la 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 yeah. la la la. Oh I god. love oh my god. I love how quirky it is. I well, can't wait to get back. We got to play again. Some yeah, more. totally. How did you play more over the weekend, or did you go do other things? No, I left my PS3 here because my mind. I was like, okay, if I take my PS3 home, maybe Kevin will play play with me. But then reality struck, and I was like, Kevin's not probably not gonna want to play this weekend. I had a busy weekend. You're right, call. I was playing. Also, it's not your. I should yeah. I should have brought it home to play with you. Screaming either. Mantis, laughing octopus. Raging Raven, Raging crying Raven. wolf, crying wolf, and yeah, it's the Beauty and Beast unit, and then it, it, right here, oh, you saw so dumb. The Beauty, the Beauty and the Beast unit, also known as the Beauty and the Beast Core (parentheses <laughs> BB Core or B and B Core, BB Core) right there. Yeah, and I also like I was la- laughing to myself too because you forget all this shit, like right mm-hmm. in the game when Cold Man pops up. I'm like, oh, there's Dead Man's long lost oh. brother, Cold Man, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's just like. I highly recommend Video Game Donkey on YouTube has a video that is Metal Gear Solid explained and he goes through all the games and everything he says is accurate and hilarious because it makes you realize how stupid Metal Gear Solid is, but also like how great it is. His videos are so good. Oh, Donkey is awesome. He's amazing. Uh, Shout out to Todd who wrote into you're wrong, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and says, according to IGN, they use the 20 point scale from 2010 to 2012. Mm. So that is why I got into my own fucking head. Should have done it. I also think that memory serves, and you can you can correct me on this if you can dig it up. I'm pretty sure at the time it wasn't even masterpiece was ten, right? Not right now it's masterpiece mm. if it's a ten, right? At IGN, I think it was masterful back then. Still, oh. unless we had redone that too at the time. That makes yeah. sense. I'm a coward. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what I was waiting for. Why oh, why did I sit on it for so long? Suck. You know what I mean? Could have used it right there. Should have used it. Nobody would argue. So I also played Dreams. Oh, so we're just done talking about Peace Walker. I mean, do you have any more to say I about Peace Walker? I love this game so much, I can't wait to play more of it. I've been dragging my PS3 back and forth. Oh! Also, shout out, uh, you know, because it's that conversation that comes up all the time. Why would I ever use it? I use PlayStation Now real, for a hot minute. Really? Because, of course, uh, PlayStation Now has, uh, has Metal Peace Walker. Solid Peace Walker. Everybody was quick to point that out on Twitter. Of course. And let me tell you, oof, man. 
No, it's not there. You know what I mean? See, like, that was my fear. I was like, I, w- I, I would like to try out uh, PS Now, and it'd probably be great for this podcast, yeah. you know, to try out PS Now. But sure. at the same time, it was, I was just like, when you find the game lag. you want to play with it, I think you should. But that's mm-hmm. the, and that, yeah, and that's the thing too of like so many. What what this very much was, yeah, I think we talk about, obviously, PlayStation all the time, and we report on the news at Kind of Funny and do Games Daily and all that stuff. So I've talked about so many of the different programs, but it's like I was talking about when people were asking about like why we're bringing the show back and you know what we hope to do with it and stuff. Like I just like having a conversation in my ecosystem, right? Like I can yeah. talk to you about all the Xbox programs. I don't use that many of them, right? I know mm-hmm. about them. I think they're all cool, but I'm not in there in the trenches, right? And so like to dust off the ps3 turn it on and be like oh well i know from reading the news on the shows that i can use the dualshock 4 with this mm-hmm. turn it on start using the dualshock 4 and then be like wait the fucking yeah, the, the, the home button, button doesn't, doesn't work. work they didn't map in a home button for yeah. this fucking thing and like i'm like that can't be true and i look it up i'm like oh, it's true yeah. there's no way yeah. to use this and i messaged like we were when we were setting up to play here i met i or i even messaged y'all i i think i hollered and i was like hey does if I plug in my headphone to the uh, headphone jack on the PS4 controller, can I hear things on the PS3? And nope. you're like, nope. Yeah, and I was no. like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why? Yeah. So many little things like that. And then, yeah, PlayStation Now downloading. And again, I read the news in when you're, I'm not doing practical stuff. I'm like, cool. I'll just, And this will be great because I'll download it. Oh, yeah. No, you can't download PS3 games to the fucking goddamn dashboard of PlayStation 4 or whatever. Oh, so yeah. you can only stream those. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> And so, yeah, there's just enough lag where I'm like, I'm, no, can't do this. Sorry. Yeah. I'll drag the PS3 back and forth to my house every day. Yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. Sorry. You're so, so, playing Dreams. Um, I want to introduce something. <gasps> Kevin, I sent you some things to control. I want to introduce a segment within a segment. Whoa! Yeah. I didn't tell anybody about this. Segment, segment. It's a segment within a segment. So, I love, I love Dreams. I actually really do love playing dreams whenever I don't have anything to do. If I want to, if I want to tinker with something and I don't really want to like dive into like a whole new game, yeah, I like just like scrolling, uh, scrolling in Media Molecules dreams and just like play random <laughs> dreams uh, because I think they're really fun and really cool. Yeah. And usually, I, usually I have a really good time for like a good ten minutes in like each dream, and it's worth it. And so this segment is called "Blessing Your Dreams." Wow! Yeah. All right. And so, naming them yourself. That's cool. Yeah. And so what I'm doing, and this is probably isn't going to be every episode because this is just going to be whenever I play Dreams, which we'll see when Dreams comes out how often I play it because it might be, might be very Coming often. up, man. Um, a month and a day. But whenever I, play, whenever I play Dreams, you know, I might pick one or two uh, Dreams to bring to the show, talk, talk about, give my mini review i love it um i don't know if i'm gonna grade or not because i don't know if it's mean to grade people's dreams i don't, I don't think you know no. you we review stuff people yeah. play and you but review usually, in the game right yeah but usually like you know we, we're reviewing things that people are like publishing and it's like all right well you asked for this whereas like <laughs> <laughs> whereas like people are making dreams they're just out here living their do best you want life. It? okay i think you should okay but if you want you can simplify to like thumbs up thumbs down i think i might do a blessing seal of approval okay i think that's what i'm gonna do because i think that so gets wh- around but why would you show one you don't like if it's dumb. Okay, fair. Okay. Okay. No, that counts. Yeah. That counts. Um, and so the first one I'm going to talk about is Turbulence. And so I actually, I, I have written down here the whole uh, description. So the, it's Turbulence by Sendero Bros. Um, and Kevin, you can you can play it while, while, I'm, while I'm going. Um, what a great opening animation. If you uh, have an opening animation, yeah. like, like it's a Sendero Bros game, you're like, well, you can fucking be great at it. And so... Uh, they describe it in the description as a Michael Bay-esque racing adventure through some severe weather with lots of explosions, collapsing stuff, and other destruction. 
I really enjoyed playing this. It's like this looks, tight. This looks awesome. Yeah, it's like six minutes long, and it's if like you're, just if you're an uh, audio listener driving the bus full of nuns around right now, yeah, we're on a <laughs> mountain edge here, a lot of beautiful grass. It's yeah, raining, and we're just a black triangle racing around the, the yeah. Here. And essentially, the goal and that's it's a flying cow. cow. Yeah, so the goal Twister. the goal here is essentially to like get to the end of the track sure. as fast as you can right that's it's simple as that it's just a racing game where you are the only racer um and you're like driving around just a black triangle for whatever reason um but like beautiful graphically yeah really great music we can't really hear it right now but like if you go into it and play it like you oh you can't oh they can okay music's awesome um and there's just like a lot of destruction going on uh in the background there's gonna be like explosions all this different stuff happening i highly recommend it it's called turbulence by sandero bros uh, and it, it does get the blessing seal of approval. So congratulations, Sendero Bros. Um, uh, kind of funny fans out there. I need somebody to draw the blessing seal of approval. Oh, please. So we can, and then we can stamp it on the screen from here on out. You say please. the word, I'll get a stamp for reals. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one more here. It's called Bowling with Guns okay. by uh, Fisho Kid. And so let's see. The, t- the description here is guns. bowling, but with guns. That's the so whole description. Select a number of players. Please this game, this, okay, so this is hilarious because it, <laughs> it asks you to choose your shoe size, but then, Kevin, you pause feet. it and, like, rewind back a little bit? Uh, right here, right? It says, choose your shoe size, and when I got to the screen, I was like, huh, interesting, and I read the whole thing at the bottom, and it says... Your, your, your shoe sizes are listed. If you are not familiar with the continental European system, please find a conversion chart online to find the euro equivalent to your non-euro shoe size, or just choose a random size, TBH, dot, dot, dot. Shoe size literally has zero effect ah. on gameplay, <laughs> so, so it doesn't, doesn't really, really matter. matter. And I, dude, I read that, and I started cracking up, and then I... I cranked my shoe size all the way up and i pressed go and when i said when i pressed x it was the there was like a voiceover that was like you got some big ass feet (laughs) (laughs) i legit i laughed super hard at that um and so if you go if you uh go ahead and click play the whole thing of the game is you're bowling but you uh you're bowling with a gun and so you literally just shoot shoot the pins you aim your reticle and shoot the pins and that's the whole game awesome now, I do have some issues with it. Okay. The physics aren't all the way there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, that's probably my only issue is that the physics aren't all is the way there. Is this your footage or is this something else? This is something else. Okay. Uh, this is just a YouTube video. Got but it. yeah, I just want to give, give that a shout out. It doesn't get the blessing seal of approval, but wah, wah. if you want if you want like a quick fun time, like it's not bad. It's pretty fun. Um, but there you go. That's awesome. Bowling with guns. I, new segment. I know we talked about this last week, but I'm still there. Like, I see this and I'm like, fuck, I want to fuck out dreams tonight. I'm like, no. Wait till it's actually out. Get trophies. Oh yeah, okay. You know what so I mean? Like, why? I, I don't want. I can open it up on the 14th and just I have a bevy it. of things there. Is that I don't. A goal? I don't agree with it, but I respect. Thank I respect you. As it. long as you can respect the obsession, that's Is all. The I'm VR working? I can't remember. Yes. yes. Uh, we talked about that last week. And I think the post show. No. Somebody wrote in and said actually the VR works. I can't remember where. But how would they have written? Yeah. Anyways, they, no know. VR works. Yeah, we said that maybe it was Games Daily. Maybe it was Games Daily when we talked about it going gold. Possibly, because we yeah. had we did have yeah. instant in- interaction that that was wrong, which we wouldn't have had last week because that first episode of PS I Love You wasn't aired oh, live. Yeah. Perfect, as we recorded it. Unlike this one, patreoncom games. This episode of PS I Love You XOXO is brought to you by MeUndies. Love is in the air. Grab some Lysol. Just kidding. Even though this is a made-up holiday, it's still really cute. It's also the perfect time to show that someone special in your life how much you care by getting matching me undies. Me undies has the most adorable Valentine's Day prints to get all lovey-dovey with this year. And don't worry, if you don't have a boo, me undies also makes buddy bands so you can match with your pet, which is honestly more important than most people. I, I would never say Portillo is more important than my wife, but they are up there on the list. I mean, once you get past them, 
you know, number one, number two, wherever, whatever it is on the day of where they rank. Then you got number three, Kevin. Everybody else, who cares? Doesn't matter. Right, Kev? Right. Love you, buddy. Uh, as you know, I only wear me undies. What color am I wearing today? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pants are tighter than I thought they were. I'm wearing polka dots. Where are my white polka dots today? Uh, if you know, I bought me undies and I liked them so much, I threw away the rest of my undies and bought more me undies. And now I only wear me undies, including, of course, their onesies and pajama pants, which I adore. They are soft. They are great. They are, don't get you too hot. It's just it's just what you want from things that are touching your sensitive parts and doing everything else. Now, as I often like to point out, remember, I'm telling you this is a Valentine's Day ad, which is your reminder that Valentine's Day is coming up, which is also going to point out that you're probably going to forget about Valentine's Day until it's too late. So I want you to pull over and use this MeUndies deal, right? So what the idea is, is this is the offer. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. This is no-brainer, especially because MeUndies has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Uh, to get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. That's MeUndies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. Remember, you're going to forget about Valentine's Day. Don't forget about Valentine's Day. Uh, your significant other will think this is really cute. Your dog will think this is really cute. If you really just want to creep somebody out, send them to a stranger. Get, you get one pair. You send the matching pair to a stranger, and you say, now we match. And, <laughs> man, where, where we match now? Hijinks ensue. Uh, blessing. Yes. Of course. Those are just a smattering of games we've been playing. The real games we played this week are part of 104 PSN games ranked. If you don't remember, ladies and gentlemen, we debuted a segment in our debut show where each week we're going to read through the drop on the blog and pick a different PSN game to play. The next week we report back and rank the games in one ridiculous list. The rules are simple. We can't pick the same game. Uh, we can't pick something that's AAA, and it shouldn't be something we're going to play anyway. So, like, no after party. We wouldn't have mm. done that or whatever. Uh, last week, I picked Brain Breaker. You picked mm -hmm. Graveyard Keeper. <coughs> picked is a weird word. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because there are only like two games to pick from. And you Correct. picked you picked first. I did. Well that you know, some come on. Mm. Age before beauty, you know how it is. Who's yep. going for, who's going first here? I'll go first. Okay. I'll tell I'll tell you a little bit about uh, uh <laughs> Brain Breaker. Kevin, if you want to find Brain Breaker PS4 footage and toss it up, that'd be great. Yeah. Man, we made fun of it, all right? Because if you remember, it was the Brain Breaker 4K Christmas oh, yeah. holiday pack, whatever, screensaver thing. So it came with a bunch of like uh, theme backgrounds or whatever that I could put on my PlayStation, which I did not do at all. Instead, jumped right into Brain Breaker here. And let me tell you, this game is worse than the video we watched last week. Really? <laughs> Because you know how it was like, it, oh, it's different mini games, right? Of like, mm -hmm. you got to catch. Yeah, this is it. Thank you so much. Well, this is easy, right? So this is not, it will not give you an accurate representation of what you're about to get into. Uh, but if you want to show it, right, you get in there and like there's these different games. There's this one that you see right now, which is a balancing act. Your little character is on the, the, the teeter-totter and you've got to rock it back and forth. Uh, then there's another one where you have to basically hmm. move this uh, bowl around and catch them as they fall from the sky. And then there's the other one, which is the vertical one. We sh that one right here where the guy. Yeah. Yeah, going up and down, and you got that. On easy wow. mode, you look at this, and you're like, man, what a what a crappy game. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like this is pretty easy until you know you blow up or whatever happens. <coughs> That's not really the game. That's easy. When huh. you go up to medium, hard, insane, or whatever, mm -hmm. you are playing all three of them at once. Really? Yes. 
and it so it's the left stick is the this game here where you're moving the bucket back and forth collecting them as they fall you're using your uh your left stick like i just said to move right and left right then in the middle of it you have the teeter-totter one where you're using r2 and l2 to try to counteract the weight which breaks my brain as the title would tell you because it's not like you'd think where it's like oh my right side starting, or my my left, my oh. right side starting to go. This is what the game looks like. Oh, so like right here, you'd be like, oh, you know, it's starting to go down a little bit on the left. I better hit the right side to counterbalance. Mm-hmm. No, if you if your left side's going down, you're you hit left to push it up, which just did not make sense to me in a game that's about weight and physics, yeah. whatever. And then yeah, your right stick is then used up and down, so you are constantly in motion doing this. I just have so many questions about the wallpaper in the background. Oh, and that's the thing. Remember, this whole thing is based on being a bunch of wallpaper stuff. Mm -hmm. They have a gajillion different themes in there for you to go have a background of. And they all are very clearly ripped off of some spreadsheet. And nobody nobody checked to see if the titles were too long. So you have great titles like this one. Human Bones and Skulls in Tomb in Cambodia Death. What? Heads of the Gods on East Terrace at the top of... Halloween, Pumpkin, Jack-O-Lantern, On the Dark. These are the, the names of the wallpapers. These are the, when you go into select it, these are some of the titles they put on these images you're putting back there. Wow. It is so weird. It doesn't have a platinum trophy. So right oh. there, what the hell? You know what oh, I mean? I, okay, if I'm going well, to pick a bad game, I'm expecting it to have a platinum. That's So upsetting. I can get in there. Yeah. Not waste. It has some trophies, but it immediately gets to, once I got all the easy ones, it was like, all right, cool. Now go play it on medium and get 50. Like, I can't fucking survive more than two seconds on this on medium. Are you kidding me? Let alone insane. Crazy. Who is this for? Uh, that's a great question, Bless. That like, is I'm a great very, question. I'm very curious about how this game specifically got made. Yeah, I, my, my my best case scenario, right, is that it's just somebody who had the found the free themes that are like, you know, they have no copyright protection on it mm. and then was like, you know what, I'm going to learn how to make a game. And so they made this very basic ass game that works like it's not broken, right? It's just like a, it's a pat your head, rub your tummy, tap your foot, I guess, game <laughs> where it's like, mm. OK, it's not that engaging or good, but it does the purpose and you got it out there. I mean, it's a good way to learn how to publish on the PlayStation Store, I guess. Wow. But yeah, no, I do I do not recommend this, and I vote this goes dead last on okay. our current list. Wow. We'll see if anything can be worse than that this year. Awesome. What did you play Graveyard Keeper? I played Graveyard Keeper, uh, and Greg Miller, I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that um, a, did you mean to do that pun, or is that just a fun one we walked into? No, that was just, that was, okay. just that, that was not purposeful at all. Okay. So when we picked... Yeah, you picked uh, Brick Breaker, which I assumed had a platinum. That's why I thought you picked it. I, but uh, for the well, remember I blind I'm blind picking. Oh, you know what I mean I don't want to know too much about these. Games. Okay, so I, I maybe a little bit here and there, but like yeah. yes, I did pick it because I thought it'd be an easy platinum. So you you picked what would have been like a 15 minute platinum, I imagine, and you left me with a hundred hour game. <laughs> No one expects you to beat it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you? at a certain point, like I I want to play enough of the game to where I'm like, okay, I got the loop. And you know, I feel like that's enough for me to like be able to 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 speak on it. Yeah, in a in a very accurate way. Here's what I'll say at the beginning of uh, of what I'm about to go into is that I don't think Graveyard Keeper is a bad game. I don't okay. think it's, I don't think it's a bad game. Um, I fucking hated playing it. Sure. Okay. I had a, I had the worst time with it. Um, the thing. So Graveyard Keeper, of course, it's kind of like of course. Stardew Valley-ish. I haven't played Stardew Valley, but from where everybody else tells me, yeah. it seems Stardew Valley is. You're 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 taking care 
of a graveyard. You're a graveyard keeper. It also starts. It starts with a weird cutscene where you get you get hit by a car seemingly and you just wake up and you're a graveyard keeper. Which I don't know what that, <laughs> I don't know what that's about. That's how we hired Kevin. I don't know what that's about because they make no reference to it afterwards. They're just like, oh yeah, this thing that happened. Now you're a graveyard keeper, right? You meet uh, a bouncing skull named Jerry or okay, Gary. Sure, I'm sure. not sure which one it is. It's G E R R Y, which I imagine is Jerry. Yeah, I would say Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Um, and you essentially like learn how to graveyard keep. Of you course. have to get your graveyard keeper certificate or something, and you go around talk to people uh, in the town, do all do do a bunch of stuff, right? The compliments I'll give this game is one. I think the uh, the pixel art looks pretty good. Like I think the, the I think the environments you know look pretty nice, um, and I think some of the writing is pretty fun. And I I kind of like how they do the banjo kazooie thing when you talk to characters, and they do like the sound effects like like the go- like the goofy sounds when you talk to them. Right? Sure. I think that's that's pretty cool. Aside from that, this game has nothing for me. This is not my <laughs> type of game. I'm not I'm not big into like the hey I'm just gonna run a million errands yeah. and like figure out like okay I need to do this thing so I have to craft this thing over here in order to do this thing. Like unless it is unless it is in a context which is more palpable for me like Horizon Zero Dawn or like Far Cry, which are the games I kind of complained about a bit ago. But unless it is something like that where you put it into like an action game and it's like okay no if you want to get better at fighting then go and craft these things over there that kind of thing yes i'm into it it's for me here where that's the whole game where you are like you i i believe it's every day you get a dead body to <laughs> deliver it to you and it's like real life yeah just like real life and you have to take it you have to go um you have to do things to it i, for, I forget what just the, like real life the exact bodies. wording to it but you essentially have to like remove the flesh and do weird stuff i don't i don't oh, know I embalm it Im- yeah i think that's what it is what was the word kevin embalming yeah i think that's i feel like that's the word they used um but yeah you essentially treat the body and then from there you bury the body and do all that stuff right that happens once a day well meanwhile you're also going into the village and into the town talking to people and fulfilling quests i didn't care for any of the quests they were giving me i found it all to just it's stuff like hey can you deliver this this letter to this person um for whatever reason you do it and that person is is then like oh hey i'm the blacksmith here right and they they tell you things right i feel like that's just the whole loop of the first hour which i got to know the i got to i got to know the first couple hours of this game very well because i lost my save like twice (laughs) because i couldn't figure out how to save because in order to save you have to go to sleep and then wake back up and so the first time i played it i didn't realize that and i thought it was just auto saving and so i like close out the game come back and my save is gone i'm like sweet two hours gone so i do that again and i look online and they're like oh yeah go to sleep that's how you save save and so i did that went to sleep came back save was gone and i was like what and then i looked it up and they're like no go to sleep and then wake back up that's how you keep your save and i was like bro all right and so i i played i played a couple more hours of this game and and at a certain point i was just like no enough is enough I'm not playing any more of this. I hate doing this. This isn't for me. And the game, once again, I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's a game that is just very much not for me. And okay. so, and I, I think it all, could also be one of those things where I could play Stardew Valley and I could enjoy it. Same with like Animal Crossing. I never played an Animal Crossing. I could play one of those um, and enjoy it fine. And it just might be a thing where this game is just a more um, in the weeds one of these, right? Where like, I think, I feel like you go into Graveyard Keeper having. Having already played Stardew Valley, I feel like this might be a game for Joey Noel 
Yeah, that's interesting. And, and, yeah. You know, Jen's obsessed with started too, so it's interesting. Uh, yeah. Krajuki wrote in and said, Good day, or to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can. It says, Good day, Blessing and Greg. Blessing, how did you enjoy the game, Graveyard Keeper? Did not. And how many times did you have to restart before getting a handle on it? It took me about four tries before I figured out how to effectively invest my research points at the start. Who was your favorite character and why was it the donkey? And then, <laughs> the donkey's great. Krajuki, who clearly enjoys his game, goes on. He says, editorializing paragraph, which mm. I appreciate. When I found out Blessing was going to play Graveyard Keeper, I got super excited. I'm so sorry. It's a game that flew under a lot of people's radar, but I found it hilarious and entertaining. I'd call it a darker Stardew Valley light with an end goal, a great palette cleanser. Stardew Valley light? Yeah. Wait, so that, does that mean Stardew Valley is a more hardcore version of this? Apparently, yeah. How many how, did you have to plant carrots and shit and like grow that crap and your your grandfather? No, but I had to like I had to like dig up things a lot and then cut. I had to cut down trees. Um, and then I just got a sword, which I didn't realize there was any sort of like combat in this game, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, and I have a I, there's a blue meter, and anytime I do do a thing, that meter goes down, and once that meter goes down, I have to go to sleep, and I hated that. Um, I did like the donkey. The donkey's funny. Is I, th- I I when you talk to the donkey, you think the donkey donkey's just like I don't have time, <laughs> and that's like the whole bit. <laughs> <laughs> the donkey's just like, uh, not right now. Listen, I got things to do, man. Yeah. Um, right. And I like I like Gary or Jerry. I like Jerry the skull. I think he's funny. I have to buy him a drink, which I just didn't do because I just didn't care to walk. That's another, that's another thing. There's no, like, sprint in this game, so I'm just slowly walking around what seems like a huge <laughs> map. It was very frustrating playing this game. Sounds like it. All right. But I but, think it's better than Brick Breaker. Yeah, no. <laughs> brain Breaker. Brain Breaker. All right, then. So, again, for 101. I'm sorry, 104 PSN games ranked. Of course, 52 games, a year, 52 weeks a year, two games a week. Uh, the current standing would be then number one, Graveyard Keeper. Number two, Brain Breaker. Are you ready to pick your poison for this week? No. Well, I am. So we're going to open up the drop over on the PlayStation blog. This, of course, from our friends over there, Justin, writing this one up. Uh, so I'm going to run through them. All right. You got the Altair Dusk Trilogy Deluxe Pack, right? All right. Whatever. No, we, it's. I know that's a bit. You know how that game is. That's yeah. a game that's got a big old, old audience. I wish you all well on that. I assure you, I'm not being that. Darwin Project. Oh, I know Darwin Project. Do you? I didn't. Darwin Project is an outdoor futuristic battle royale style deathmatch with a strong emphasis on hunting, trappings, and survival. Yeah. Not only will you be pitted against fierce rivals, but you'll compete for the favor of the all-seeing show director. This was shown off at one thing. I can't remember what that thing was. It might have been the Xbox stage like three really? years ago. Okay. I want to say. I have no recollection of it. I don't know who develops it, but. You can look it up while I keep going. Yeah, let me look it uh, up. Dragon Ball Z uh, Kakarot. Kakarot. Kaka. Kakarot. <laughs> uh, you're already playing that one. You're already excited for that one. Yeah. Then we have Eclipse Edge of Light. This is a PlayStation VR and PS4 game. Crash landed, crash landed on a sentient planet. You awake and discover a dreamscape world filled with alien wonder and the remains of a betrayed, betrayed civilization. Uh, Gravity Air. Uh, Gravity Air is a 2D puzzle platformer about changing gravity. Oh. Hardcore Mecha, which if you scroll down and look at it, is totally ripping off Overwatch kind of font and giving off that vibe, but congratulations to them. Uh, Hardcore Mecha is a 2D platformer action. Hmm. Is a 2D platformer action focusing on a better handling. What? <laughs> uh, uh, Matsutsu, Pure Station. Uh, Satusu woke up in a railroad by accident. It's, it's one of those games. Red Bow, which is on Vita and PS4 as a cross-buy. Red Bow is a top-down, creepy adventure game that sets players in the role of Ro, a young girl who gets trapped in a bizarre nightmare filled with creepy monsters. 
Sea Carts, PlayStation 4, digital. Uh, some adventure in there. Uh, Super Mega Space Blaster Special Turbo. That sounds like a fucking platinum trophy game. A modern take on the retro arcade shooter. Uh, track Mayhem, uh, fly spaceship uh, inside and outside a hexagonal course in space. Hmm. Without Escape. Without Escape is a tribute to first-person graphic adventures of the early 90s with an interactive story told through pre-rendered background and full-motion video. Explore the confines of your own home as you flip between a mundane experience and a terrifying other world. Are you prepared to endure the horrors that await you? Huh. Now, as if that wasn't enough, one, blessing Eddie Oya Jr., Mm -hmm. Nick from SoCal wrote into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says... Because you can't rely on the drop to say jack shit about what half the games are, I thought I'd provide some research on earlier reviews or trailers for some titles. Also, to prevent either of you from cheating and picking Creature in the Well, for example, whenever that comes to PlayStation 4 for 104 PSN games. Uh, Hardcore Mecha has one review on Open Critic from Gamer Sky and has an 8.3 out of 10. Eclipse Edge of Light received a 7 out of 10 from PSVR Underground. Uh, neither Redbow nor Without Escape appear on either Rattalika nor sometimes use websites. Oh, so one of those is a Rattalika game. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Without Escape has decent reviews, and even Gab Smolders did a video series on it. Uh, the Not Weeb game uh, with a long-named developer, uh, top of the PlayStation YouTube trailer, all of a sudden. Uh, there you go. Huh. So what stood out to you as you went through the the, the drop uh, here? Before, before we get to that, oh, um, Darwin Project was developed by Scavenger Studio, um, and on the on the website here it says that founded in 2015, Scavenger Studio is an independent Montreal-based video game studio. Our team is c- composed of highly talented industry veterans who are driven by their mutual appetite for innovation and in shaping the future of video games industry. I was hoping they'd say something about their past games, but I think that's their first. I think this is their first game, but gotcha. essentially they're a small team composed of people who've been doing it. <coughs> Um, I mean, honestly, like, there are a few that, that stick out to me. Like, Darwin Project, for sure, sticks out to me. I think, well, mainly because I'd heard of it before. Yeah. Um, Without Escape also kind of sticks out to me. Okay. The full motion video, pre-rendered background specifically, plus, mixed with the art, has me, like, very much wondering what this game actually looks like. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. So I'm still scrolling through seeing... No, no, take your time. Hardcore you, I picked first last cool. time, and I got, you know, made fun of for it today, so... You get to pick this time. You take oh, I get to. Time. I get to pick first. Yeah, we'll alternate. Oh. We'll alternate first. Oh, pick. okay. That seems fair. It does seem fair. I'm a fair and just god. Everybody. Don't what are it. What are the guidelines for how we pick? Because we can't pick AAA and we can't pick games Things that we, we were already, already going to play. play. So, like, if I, I, honestly, I if you're looking at Darwin, yeah, I think Darwin counts. I might, I'm, I might go with Darwin Project because I don't think it was going to be one of those like you weren't. I, I mean, like, I was not. I was not going to be like, oh yeah. man, Last of Us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you knew you were going to play I was it. definitely not going to play Darwin Project, but I'll play it for this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick Eclipse Edge of Light. Yeah. all PlayStation right. PlayStation VR love in here. I uh, was thinking about that one, too. You have a headset? You're, all, you're, all, you're set up on that? Uh, PS4. I, I have my own PSVR, yeah, at okay. home. Okay. All right. So you're doing Darwin. I'm doing Edge of Light. Dope. All right. We'll report back next week, as always. Four. 104. Yeah. PSN games. I apologize to any Graveyard Keeper fans. Well, no, you did the right. I mean, yeah. you, you did. You, you did your. I feel bad because I I absolutely hated playing it, but that's more so on me than. Look the game. at it this way: you didn't have to finish it, and you didn't have to really review it. That's true. That's I, true. I didn't have to give a number to it. When I was playing uh, Valhalla Knights Two on PSP, like, and I was like, I fucking hate this kind of JRPG, and mm-hmm. I'm reviewing it for IGN. Oh like, yeah, that was torture mm-hmm. i remember a sunday having to play for like eight hours and be like i hate my life and i hate <laughs> this game and it's not a bad game it's just that i have no earthly interest in mm-hmm. playing this whatsoever um 
This is where we usually pop in this week's X's and O's, a rundown of the news. But I feel like the kind of the news was at the top of the show, right? Yeah. PlayStation skipping E3. Uh, you got anything else to add to that? Is, that? is that is that stuck in your craw? Have you processed it fully yet? I mean, I'm still in shock. I'm still just blown away. It's one of those things too that, like, you know, your first E3 ruined. Shoot, it hey, ruined really it is, me. honestly. I was very, I was really looking forward to this. <laughs> well, not no more, son. Now you're not looking for. Now you get to look forward to being in this hot ass room doing reactions. That's all you're yeah, gonna do. Just to, I mean, we'll see who else pulls out pulls out of E3. Is Nintendo gonna be like, no, not not anymore, not no, this year. There july for us like <laughs> you never know uh the other thing i put on here is something i know you talked about on uh kind of Funny games daily yeah it was the playstation store's top 2019 top downloads oh, yeah. justin over the playstation blog had this up there again uh so just a quick run through to keep everybody up to date on stuff playstation 4 looked like this number one call of duty modern warfare number two minecraft number three nba 2k19 number four grand theft auto 5 number five nba 2k20 number six Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Number seven, Madden NFL 20. Number eight, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Number nine, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Hey! Number 10, Days Gone. Number 11, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Number 12, Borderlands 3. Number 13, MLB The Show 19. Number 14, World War Z. That's impressive. Uh, number 15, God of War. Number 16, Mortal Kombat 11. Number 17, Rocket League. Number 18, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Uh, number 19, The Forest. And number 20, Spider-Man. Does anything stick out to you? I think it's interesting. I mean, I think you have a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, in our constant argument between what it's like to be super video game enthusiasts, right? Both you, mm. us as the people talking to the microphone, you listening wherever you're listening. The fact that Star Wars Battlefront 2, number eight, right? This game that yeah. like was such controversy over its loot boxes that. And then what last month doing the celebration event where it's like, hey, this game is actually really good now and you should take a look at it. It's cool to see that paid off for them that it's there. Mm. <coughs> I think it's cool to see... As a Division Two fan, right? Number nine, Division yeah. Two made it there. Uh, of course, Days Gone, number ten. Good, good job, Sony Bend. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. that made it there. And then you get into the most interesting. I mean, it's always fascinating to look at it. Like Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I would have thought might have been higher. Borderlands Three, I thought might have been higher. But I understand those yeah. games people like to own physicals of too. Yeah, I mean, and those games came out late in the year. Like Jedi sure. Fallen Order, great didn't point. Really have great the point. time to really. I think number fourteen, World War Z. Like that is a that's pretty impressive, right? Because yeah. I remember when we played that, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is actually cool!" And then to see it come out and have people actually go and play it and adopt it, and that's awesome. Number seventeen, of course, Rocket League, which you you would think of, oh man, it launched on PlayStation Plus. So many people got it for free. Mm-hmm. Still there, still being yeah. bought. Eighteen, The Witcher Three, still fucking being powerful. Spider Man still at number twenty. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And the PSVR games, uh, the top 10 are number one, Beat Saber. Fuck yeah. Number two, Super Hot VR. Number three, The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Number four, Five Nights at Freddy's VR, Help Wanted. Number five, Job Simulator. Job Simulator. And I guess Super Hot, too, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Just always there. Perennially oh, yeah. there. Always in the top tens. I mean, you know, the top, I mean, top fives right now, but in mm-hmm. terms of month to month, right? Number six, Creed, Rise to Glory. Number seven, Borderlands 2 VR. Number eight, Firewall Zero Hour. Number nine, Blood and Truth. Number 10, PlayStation VR Worlds. In the UK, Blood and Truth, I think, was number two. <coughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. People in the UK really enjoyed Blood and Truth, obviously, because like it's that's what it's all about. Sure. Um, I wish Blood and Truth was higher here. Me too. Like, I've never played Creed, Rise to Glory, and so I don't know what you do in that game i, I imagine it's boxing yeah right? no I've, it's like we boxing in vr oh actually that sounds fun yeah i could be into that actually sure um but i turns you around <laughs> once yeah, once, pitch got once, you. once you said oh, i really fuck. i really like we boxing so yeah uh i'd be down, be down to do that but 
Blood and Truth, uh, really good game. I mean, like most of these games are great, right? Beat no, Saber yeah. At number one, makes I like looking sense. at it right at a glance. Like I'm f- first off stoked uh, for VR that Firewall Zero Hours there. I wish that mm-hmm. was higher too. I think that's a great game. Kevin, su- I love that. I'm game. actually surprised by no Trover Saves the Universe. Right, that I- came out like the same day as Blood and Truth, the same week at least. Yeah, and then um, I was also thinking, uh, and I granted, uh, oh Moss. I thought Moss would be up there too. Well, that came out in 2018. I know, but I mean, like with is at is. With as little movement as you see on the PlayStation VR list, the fact that Superhot's mm-hmm. still hanging in there, Job Simulator again is still fucking there. Like, yeah. I would hope that Moss kind of had those legs to an extent because I think that's such a great VR game. Mm-hmm. But I really wish more people were playing and having a great time with it. That makes sense. Yeah, but a good list, free to play. Number one, Apex Legends. How'd that feel for you? Huh? Uh, very, very happy. Yeah, man. Year, yeah. Excellent yeah. game. And then, four, yeah, number two, Fortnite. Three, Dauntless. Four, Realm Royal. Uh, Royale, actually. Five, Brawlhalla. Number six, uh, Warface Live, which I've never even heard of. You know Warface Live? No, I don't know what that huh. is. Kevin, can I get a trailer for Warface Live? Number seven, Don't Even Think. Number eight, Warframe. Number nine, H1Z1 Battle Royale. Number ten, Three on Three Freestyle. Realm Royale, I played that when that originally <laughs> came to PC. Warface? I really like it. Warface. Warface. All um, one word, Warface, and then it's next word, live. It's four. Yeah. But I'll take any trailer I can get for Warface Live. Because I don't understand what the hell this is. Huh. Oh, this looks cool. Warface? Oh. Mm. This looks like a different kind of Warframe. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Immediately, I thought it was. Yeah. That's what I assumed it was. Warface. Rated T for Global violence and blood. Gonna jump around or. Oh, I'm usually no. We're looking. Kind of got a No Man's Sky vibe. Run around. Got some spider mechs. Kind of. They're hanging out on Mars. It's a shooter. Yeah, they're on Mars. Yeah. Is that okay? Kev, you got something against Mars there? Oh, it's a first-person shooter. Yeah. Shooting Blossom. some stuff. We'll never live got there. Some lasers. We might. No. Shoot stuff. Some more shooting. Yeah, it's like a, just a space shooter. Yeah. For two bucks. Uh, Classic PS3 <laughs> PSN <laughs> joke. Uh, all right, yeah, it's a shooter. It looks good. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. I'd play this. Click, click me back to the page, Kev. Let me we'll read more about Warface here. Uh huh. And then Warface is a contemporary first-person shooter with millions of fans around the world. Four unique classes with special skills, exciting PVE missions, various PvP modes, and hundreds of realistic weapons. It's basically like Destiny. <clears throat> That's what I'm getting from it. Well, go get him. Good job for you, Warface. That's the kind of shit you find. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I've never heard of this game. Well, it's, it's doing really well, and it's <laughs> number yeah. six on no, the list. This is Millions def- of people play. This is definitely one of those games where it's like I first bought my PS4, and I'm like scrolling through, and I'm like, oh man, I, I own these two games, but I would like to play more. So I go to the free to play section and yeah. see Warface, and I'm like, oh, this looks cool. And I, that's how I get into it. Like that's kind of how I got into Warframe for a little bit. I didn't get deep into Warframe, but I uh, I played a, a little bit of it and, re- and really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, same with like some random one-off games. I forget, was it Planet Side Two? Planet Side Two. Is yeah. that a is that a free yeah. play shooter? Yep. Yeah, I yep. played that for a little bit. Like when I first got my PS4. Yeah, I remember them coming by up at noon and doing stuff with that. Really? And debuting content for that. Yeah. yeah. It was Did fun. You to like play. It? Yeah. 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 I I mean it was fun. I only played it for like maybe a week, but it was fun during that week. Cool. If you log into DC Universe Online right now, it's the ninth anniversary. You can get a your <laughs> combat rating bumped up to two something or other. So there you go. That's still cool and that's free to play too. I digress. <laughs> it's time for reader mail. This is where people write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games with questions, comments, concerns, and everything else under the PlayStation Sun. Today, Mike Dietz starts it and says, Do you feel 
that Sony has relaxed their relationship with indie games and studios in general. I feel PSX was such a positive for the company, but since it closed, they have fallen far behind compared to Nintendo and even Microsoft. I feel like the state of plays are a chance to fix this, but they haven't capitalized on them yet. I think that's partly because they've kind of allocated that focus more toward VR <coughs> VR titles. Yeah. Like, where... Hmm... I'm curious to see how 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 this change is going to the PS5 because I feel like that's what that might be where you see them kind of shift back to indies because indies are there to kind of fill in the yeah. catalog where you are missing AAA titles or exclusives or whatever it may be. Yeah. And so like I think for the for PlayStation at the beginning of the PS4 generation, that's why you saw them put so much focus on indies because if you remember the first year the first year of the new consoles, right? It was, felt like there was nothing coming out. It was dry. It was a drought, right? It was yeah. a dry out, and so. They put, that's why they had they had so much focus. Not to mention that now that we're late in the generation, Switch like is a big platform for really? indies. Like I, I think it was either the last packs or the one before, maybe both of them. I remember having conversations with different developers that were showing off their games in the mega booth and all around the the convention, and they were talking about how like oh yeah like this game is coming to PC and it's coming to the Switch first because that's where we sell. Yeah. And we sell, like, we will develop for other platforms afterwards, right? We'll develop for PS4 and Xbox One afterward because, like, that's just not a prior- priority sales-wise. Like, Switch Switch is dominating, followed by PC, <laughs> or the other way around, depending. Um, but, yeah, they've, they've given up background to Switch and also Xbox with Game Pass, right? Yeah. Like, that's another thing. I remember talking to a different developer who was talking about how, like, oh, yeah, they had the decision to either go you know, on the Epic Game Store or Game Pass, and one of them reached out first, but they were like, oh, man, it would have been nice to get on Game Pass. Like, Game Pass is, seems to be a sweet deal. Really, it's whatever whatever service is willing to cut you, like, a dope deal. Yeah. You know, that's going to be a great thing for a developer because that then secures your future. Yeah. And PlayStation, as far as I know, doesn't really do anything like that, at, at least in the way that Game Pass and epic game store do sure right? of course yeah that's the those are the ones that are driving that, up with the dump truck full of money right and trying exactly to and trying to up. get you on their platform uh meanwhile switch is just where stuff se- uh, sales or sells yeah and so i think that's why you don't see playstation or i think yeah i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stick with that i think that's why you don't see playstation really going that hard currently for indies because it's another one we saw yeah. them back off of and it's what you said right in the playstation 4 at launch they needed that they they knew where their content lineup was weak they knew they wouldn't have as much stuff it's quicker to turn an indie game there's so many let's have them ready to go and have them be the constant drip feed of games to keep you turning on your playstation while you wait for the next big triple a game mm-hmm. and then once the triple a game started coming in quick succession that's when you saw them back off you saw psx go away and i don't even mean the how awesome it was to walk the show floor and see a million indies i mean like you it wasn't geo and adam on stage anymore talking about seven indies you should know about or that are coming to vita as well yeah it was suddenly here's just the big triple a stuff yeah and also like when they do get into like that that sort of conversation it is more about like all right, here, here, are, here's VR games, or here's. I feel like they're. I feel like for the last couple of like E3 like pre-shows that they did yeah. when they were doing the pre-shows, it was stuff like. Um, Gang Beast was on there once. Was Gang Beast? It, it, it's stuff. It's like popular indie games almost. Like I think yeah. they had. Um, well, that was that's sorry, go uh, Twin Mirror. I don't know that one. It's the one. It's the uh, Don't Nod game. Where it's like Twin Peaks. Oh. That, yeah, that, I think it's supposed to come out this year. We just heard nothing about it. You're right. But yeah, it's stuff like that where it's like, okay, these aren't necessarily like the indie indie games, but yeah. these are probably like the more uh, high profile indie games. Yeah, it's, 
I mean, you're nailing it. I think with what happened is that just it all changed to where you didn't need it. And then again, what we've talked about at the top of the show, right? The fact that it hasn't even been a, a game here, right? This hasn't been the PlayStation has been running away for so long with it that it was that idea of like, cool insides debuting on Xbox. And it was like, oh, that's cool. And like a week later, they made yeah. a point to be like, hey, we're coming out like in on a couple, yeah, coming to PlayStation a couple. Like it when you're that big and you have that many consoles installed, people are going to wait to play stuff on you. They don't care. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're not, especially for indies that, while great, it is that idea of like, all right, cool. I can get it anywhere I want it on the system that I'm already playing on or I'm already doing stuff on. Like, I, and it, it, it depends. It's, it's a rare indie, I think, that like Untitled Goose Game or something that is where everybody's like, you got to play it now. Get yeah. it now. Get all part of it, right? Like, whenever Disco Elysium, if Disco Elysium ever gets ported somewhere else, like, oh, that's going to have so much juice because it'll be, oh, I remember hearing this from Game of the Year. But yeah. even me, where I have Disco Elysium on, this, on my Steam or on the PC on Steam or whatever, it's that thing of like, so I. Didn't, it doesn't see, it hasn't, I haven't had that moment where I'm like, that's the kind of game I want to play today. And what, by the time I have that moment, if it's already announced for PlayStation or, or even Xbox, I'll probably be like, I'll wait for the console or Switch mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Wait till it gets there. Do you feel compelled to play game, play indie games on PlayStation over other platforms? No, honestly, I prefer playing indie games on Switch because yeah. I feel like that's the my perfect thing. I, you know, for me, with the way I treat the PlayStation for the most part these days, it is like. That is the AAA, this is the big game I've been waiting for experience. When I sit down and I have, you know, the whatever, 68-inch TV Tim made me buy. It's all amazing and does all this cool shit. Five, you know it's 65. <clears throat> I really don't, Kevin. I really don't, Kevin. Don't, don't take things. It. I don't, you're right. Give it to Nick. No, fuck, Nick can't see it. He's old. It. He's 40 now. Uh, when I sit down, I want that, like, I, you know, like playing Borderlands for the first time on that and being like, oh, my God, I finally see what they were talking about with, like, you know, HDR and all yeah. these amazing graphics. When I'm on... The road, and I have the Switch, that's when I have, like, you know, four different indie games stacked up that I'm like, oh, I'll try this. I'll jump into this. I want to know what this is about. And, like, I'll find myself when every day when we get hit up for people, like, hey, our game's coming out, I'll usually, if I have a choice, request the Switch code unless I know it's something I want to play in, on the TV, on the couch, in the, you know, mm. big screen area. Do you feel like there's something Sony can do? I mean, it, in a world, world, world where they start carrying way more. Right. And if I may, I want to j- jump in because I have a question that follows into this. But yeah. in a world where they care way more, Joaquin Ramiro writes in to patreon.com slash games just like you can. It says, with Shu leading the relationship building mm. with indie studios, do you think PS5 could become a breeding... The breeding. I think you left out ground. The breeding ground for a lot more indie developers. <laughs> the breeding. I think it's important yeah. to toss in Greg Rice, who just left Double Fine, to go over there and also be like the indie guy with Shu. Yeah. Back to you. In a world where they care uh, way more about getting indies on their platform, which it seems like with Shu and all that stuff, we're building towards that. Yeah. Is there something they can do to win people over to PlayStation as a place for indies? You know, where we think about PlayStation the same way that we think about Switch for indies or PC for indies. I think it's what you're going to see at the PlayStation 5 reveal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that they are going to do a hype reel montage whatever of... Game after game after game of these indie games that are smaller that they did cut checks for to be exclusive. But I do also think that it's going to be very PlayStation 4 like where we're going to get through that initial wave. Yeah. We'll get some more. But then as the stuff is the hits start coming. Yeah. You're three or four. Why? Why would we put more money into this when (coughs) that's not a losing proposition to us, but where the return on investment, the fact, you know, you can be the indie machine. I think a lot of people do think of their Switch or Game Pass or whatever mm-hmm. as like, oh, that's where I get my indies, right? You guys can have that market. There's no, we're not making, 
lots of money off of that market. Like we we will let that margin shrink to let us still have what we get on PlayStation without having to promote any of it. Because you're going to come to PlayStation if we're the number one place, no matter what. Mm. You know what I mean? That's always the thing, right? Like yeah. every game is eventually probably going to end up there unless it's some weird weird ass exclusive. At the at the PS5 state of play that we're predicting to happen, sure. maybe in May. Yeah. Do you think there will be like a big indie reel? Yeah. To go with it, hundred percent. Yeah. If the, if they're going that big, which I think they would, yeah. But I mean, I, it's it. The thing about state of play, right, and why you we want it to be the traditional press conference because you know what that looks like, yeah. Of like, here's this game and that game, and here's well, here's what the box looks like, and at the end, here's what the price is, and like, is it would be like the longest state of play ever if it was just an hour of announcements, yeah. Which would be awesome, but I don't see that's how they really want to do it necessarily. Yeah, I think for me, I kind of see it more being in. <coughs> Hopefully, way better than this, but the that Google Stadia thing that I forget Stadia Connect, yeah, the yeah. first Stadia Connect that they did last E3, I could see it being like that, where it's like, you know, here's here's the console, here's the details, here are all these games that were developing specifically for it, here are the big third party games that are coming out for it, and then hopefully like some, hopefully some like a big focus or not a big focus, but like hopefully a focus on indies, right? That yeah. makes sense for what what and I that think is going to be. It's what because you want that on then, hey. yeah. Cool G, thanks so much. I'm thirsty. Ask for more water. But I don't think that really has to be like an, an hour worth of content for them to uh, get to what the the bullet points that they need to hit. Right? They can maybe yeah. do that in like 15, 20 And that, that's minutes. I mean, when you get down to it, right? That's if, you, if it is just the disembodied voice, right? Mm-hmm. I, you can't do a disembodied voice for how long the are, reveal of a console. How right? long you can't longer, do that. How long are the longer directs? That might be a Tim oh, question. Nintendo directs. Yeah, uh, what, they've done like forty five minutes for sure, right? What's their? They do E3 directs. What's an E3 direct? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that might be a, yeah hit like forty five minutes. I'm gonna look up the first Stadia Connect, which was June sixth, twenty nineteen, and that yeah. was twenty five minutes. Yeah, and that was the pricing, game reveals, launch info, and more. Thanks, Cool G. And so I could see it being like a thirty minute thing, and in there you do you you get I mean like we have in the Stadia Connect right the pricing, game reveals, launch info, indies, all like all that stuff. Possibly. It's a lot of information. Though. It's a lot. I don't know how they're going to do it. I want them to do an event, but I want, you know what I mean? That PlayStation's gone. I have to let it go. Kill the past, right, Kevin? Yeah. Got to let it die. Yeah, exactly. Alex Cousins writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says, Hi, bless egg. That's how he's combining our names. I don't, like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. That's no good at all. Why'd you get four letters and I got two? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, do you think the PS5 will I got launch? Five letters. <laughs> Bless. B-L-E-S-S. You're right. Yeah, I shoved all those. It, I, yeah. d- I, I ignored one of the letters. I'm not sure which one. It's probably one of the S's. Probably. Uh, do you think the PlayStation 5 will launch with a new VR headset? Uh, with wireless headsets being so desirable but expensive, do you think they might go for an entry model and high-end price point moving forward? No. Maybe like a year or so after? Maybe like... Hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with a year or so after. I don't know if it's going to be one year or two years, but I think launching with a headset muddles the message in 100%. a way that for Sony, right, they want to sell this one product and make sure that they have everything going right for this one thing. If you add in another big old piece of hardware with that, that then gets kind of confusing. You know, going to the store and seeing like, oh yeah, you can get the new PS5, but also you can get VR to go with it. And it's having that conversation with parents and consumers and people and gift buyers and all that stuff just gets muddy in a way that, you know, you want PS5 to just be as smooth as possible. That is their biggest launch they're going to have for the next eight years probably yeah and having that be all focused on the ps5 <laughs> for them is going to be way better than trying to 
add anything with it. I mean, the thing you leave off, of, I think, on top of the, all that, because that's all correct, is sticker shock. Where it would be if a kid's asking for a PlayStation 5 and, you know, a brand new PlayStation VR headset that it could be wireless or whatever. Like, yeah. What are we looking at? Like, you know, uh, what we're predicting three ninety nine for PlayStation Five mm-hmm. at the box. So that's four hundred bucks there, and then what? That's then like another fifty for yeah. this headset. You know what I mean? Like, you no like six fifty. No, that's a lot. And even for a PlayStation fan, you remove like a parent from the equation. That's still like six fucking fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to just drop in November on yourself. No, yeah, way. that that wouldn't be good. But I think, and I also think PSVR two. You want to have its own beat. Like yep. you want that to have its own launch lineup. You want that to have its own story behind it and so that's why you wait you you give ps5 time to breathe and then come out with psvr2 and make that its whole own thing that that you can kind of you know market and advertise and push to an audience yeah without it without them getting in the way of each other yeah i would think personally i would say obviously 2020 is ps5 i would say spring 2021 is when you'd launch playstation vr2 Interesting. I think you get away from all the AAA third-party stuff that comes out during the holiday season, the other holiday rushes, and then you put it in that spring time frame, make, do a big thing around GDC for developers to get hype about it, have press people play new stuff there. Mm-hmm. And in 2022, out. you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And I, I do... I think now... I mean, Quest has changed the game, and I, obviously PlayStation knows the wires have always been a problem. I feel like... I know every time I say that that's what the next one needs to be, it needs to be a wireless headset, people bring up all these different concerns and pro- problems of what would do that. Yeah. I still think they'll, they have to wrap their head around it, and that's what PlayStation VR 2 has got to be. I, I'm with you that I think that would be the most ideal thing. I don't know. I'm, I also don't know how they would make it work since all the processing is in, in the box. So is, there, are, is, it, is it a streaming thing? Like, is it like a, a Ga- Gaia? Gaikai. Gaikai. Is it a Gaikai situation where they use that technology to then have game streaming from your, or like a remote play thing where you have the game streaming into your headset so that is wireless that way? Yeah. And can, do, are we at the point where we can do that technologically? Like that sounds like a lot of processing power for something that's going to be connected to your eyes and could have delay in that sound. And like that's why I can't. That, yeah. That's the thing is like, I'm definitely not smart enough to tell you the answers to any of those questions. If that's what it is, are we there yet? Could it do it? I don't know. I think it has to though to make an impact. I think it has to to be cool. Like I love mm. my PlayStation VR, right? But like Quest is where I play everything now that's not exclusive, right? Like that's one of the reasons I picked the Eclipse game of like, oh yeah, I haven't turned on my PlayStation VR in a while. Yeah. Like warm up my my, I, my wands. I think for me I think that's and maybe I'm maybe this is way too future thinking. Maybe they might already be there with PSVR two, but I think for me that's <laughs> A PSVR three thing where they finally finally go wireless and all the processing is in the headset as opposed to the box, right? Because I think for PS PSVR two PSVR one has done so well so far, right? Like it's PSVR is already, I mean, for VR popular, successful has a great library, all this all these things, right? They're not really having many problems with PSVR. Like the wires are for sure a complaint, yeah. but I think for PSVR two, it coming out with with wires and cables and all that stuff isn't going to be an issue like people people will see that and be like that's a bummer but like at least i can still play beat saber 2 or whatever the vr games are i just feel like why why bother doing it if you're not going to move it on that needle you're going to make mm-hmm. the the screen better on the inside yeah. and get rid of the screen I mean, door effect yeah. sure but like even mm-hmm. now like that's why playstation vr has been so successful is that it's good enough it's good enough at the price point it's at and i feel like the next one has to still be good enough and affordable, yeah. but it needs to be an actual step forward. Interesting. 
You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think I think it could still be a step forward with having the cables on it. I think you could you could one hundred percent go higher with fidelity. I, all this even if stuff. they could do with what Quest is now with the Quest Link cable, right? So then it becomes an Oculus Rift. You know what I mean? You can use yeah. it your PC and play all the Oculus games that way. Like mm-hmm. that would make sense, even if it was just a if it was just USB C now. Like that would be enough, probably. I think to. Make it cool. I just don't yeah. want that giant block thing on my side hanging around. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. And again, I, can, th- I think that would be an awesome addition to be yeah. able to get rid of that somehow and just be able to connect, uh, like you connect directly to the PS5 and not yeah. have just through all, a USB. Not yeah. have a million cables. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you can just like bring it down to like just one or two, you know, that'd be great. I don't know how possible it is, but that would be way better than what we got now. Yeah, and so you, I, there, there has to be that kind of thing to make it. Smaller and sexier. The, the form fit is great, obviously. The PlayStation VR feels great on your face. But even now, compared to my Quest, it's so much bigger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it, it just yeah, sits it's, there all the time. It's a ugly. monster. Yeah, yeah, Like, and it, it wasn't, re- well, I mean, it was when it, it, that way, but it still felt like the best one. Yeah. And now that we're so far past that, I just, I'm ready for a refresh on it. I'm for ready sure. for VR to be a bigger deal. I'm fucking ready for Iron Man VR. Oh, yeah. Does that have a release date? <laughs> February. It's going to be fun. Can't wait, man. Excited for that. And let's see, where do I want to go with you next? Bless. Can I ask one of these questions? Sure. Like it? Dominic asks, when do you think we'll get another PlayStation mascot? And is Knack one of them? Thanks. Well, not, Knack isn't one of your next PlayStation mascots. I think, is Knack a current PlayStation mascot? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, do, do you think Knack will continue to be a PlayStation mascot? Like, do we not. see Knack? Are we on three? Yeah, we'd be on do we, three. Do now. we see Knack three? No, nobody gave a shit. Nobody's ever given. I a shit. think we'll see Knack three. <laughs> you think we'll see Knack three? I didn't. Is think it gonna be PlayStation Five launch title? Yes. Oh, I didn't think we'd me. see Knack two. Knack two was a shocker, which I think um, what's his name? The architect of the PlayStation Mark, Mark I think Mark Cerny is in love with Knack. Oh, I think Mark Cerny has a passion oh, we for Knack. Start talking about Knack. Oh yeah, Let's Barrett go, knows. Baby. I don't. Even, I don't love Knack like that, but I respect. <laughs> I respect Knack. <laughs> See, Knack you know? works because it sold as it was a launch title. You had nothing fucking else to play. Yeah. So you played Knack. And what? then they looked at those numbers, they're like, there's a Knack audience, and they put out Knack 2, and nobody gave a shit. But because you, now we had other games to play. Well, you can put out Knack 3 as a launch title and it'll yep. sell enough. And it's probably simpler to make than every other first party PlayStation exclusive. That's and true. That's, that's no, what you're our, not that's, wrong. That's, you're not what, wrong about any of this. That's what a launch title is. Like these launch titles come out and they're just like I mean, not that like they can't put out a banger launch title, like they they, they can, but for the most part, they're just they're gonna want games at launch, and Knack is definitely one of the ones where it's like, all right, we're at the beginning of the of the gen. We don't want to. We don't want to. Uh, he can get big. Know, he can get small. He's Knack. Yeah, we don't want to put God of War budget into like a game for launch. Hey, bust out the Knacks. Boom. Hashtag bring Knack back, baby. Dude. Hashtag bring Knack back. Knack baby. is back. Is baby part of the hashtag? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag bring Knack back. Knack. Period. That's the end of it. Okay, I got you. Uh, do you think you'll get another PlayStation mascot? I mean. Mas- what does that mean? Yeah, right? yeah, no, no. That's the thing is in the traditional sense when we think of video game mascot, as far as like you know the cute character Mario, Spyro, Ratchet, all these different Sackboy, Sack Sackboy, yeah. I don't. Unsh- I'm Nathan Drake, right? Like, well, that's it, where it starts getting weird. Yeah, that's right? where yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, well, yeah, what do you mean by mascot? Because do I think we'll get like a big new character? Of course, yeah. that's what games yeah, yeah, yeah. are. We got Aloy this generation. Yeah, exactly. We got uh, old Galvatron from Bloodborne. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, walking around in his trench coat. Astrobot. Astro. Yeah, yeah. Well, but like, yeah. what if 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 we're taking everything to into it? Oh, Astro Boy is actually a pretty good one. Astrobot is a really good one. Yeah. Um, 
when we take it all into consideration, so in, including Aloy, Nathan Drake, all that, when do we see the next face of PlayStation? PlayStation 5, right? You figure there'll be At some... At the launch? Oh, it's hard to say, right? I mm. doubt it, because I think the launch will be Aloy. I think she'll be carrying the flag, right? And running in there. Yeah. And also, like, I feel like we're also ignoring Ghost of Tsushima. Maybe, maybe the... You don't think the main character of Ghost of Tsushima could be... <laughs> I don't know who he is or who they yeah, are. I don't remember his name too. I don't remember. But I feel name. like when that game comes out, Steven? <laughs> Thank, you, Kevin. Steven. Thank you, great dynamite drop. It. When that game comes out, you know we know we don't know how well that main character. That game has a main character, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm not oh seen, yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah. I've, I've not seen. All I've seen is sword fighting. Okay. He's the ghost, right? On a serious note. Is he the ghost? Yeah. Do we play the as the ghost of Tsushima? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They like burned down his city. Now he's coming for revenge. Now he's gonna fucking yeah. That sounds awesome. Fuck some shit Steven up. Yeah, it's ghost. awesome. Steven the ghost of Tsushima. The Steve? Ghostbusters actually come in. All right, Kevin. Fight. All right, you know what, Kevin? <laughs> Too far? Yeah, you you had me. Sony has Now the, I don't believe anything uh, you're Sony saying. Sony has the license, right? That's true. No, there is. Does, oh, man, oh, man, if we had a new Ghostbusters game, are you kidding me? Does older Ellie count? Yeah. Then, I mean, if, then, if, then if, then if, if Drake counts, right? Like, Does that count, but that, does that count as a new PlayStation No, that doesn't mascot. count as new. Ellie's already established as a PlayStation Okay, mascot. but this is going to be older Ellie. Older Ellie is going to be Ellie's, in the commercial. This generation doesn't even count. You know what I mean? Like we know, she's been around forever too. We've seen, we, I've yeah. seen buttons and pins of her. I'm just saying you don't see older Ellie in like the. Oh, uh, you might see her in the commercials now. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. If we're talking about traditional, or if we're talking about non-traditional mascot, right? Just any like sort of PlayStation character, then yeah, I imagine sometime within launch, first year, we'll get somebody where we're, who we're like. That's the one. We got new faces. They're great. Yeah. yeah. If we're talking about traditional mascot, I feel like for next Impy. gen, the imp, the imp from dreams. Oh shoot! Well, I was gonna say ne- I, I was gonna say they could launch with like a new Astrobot kind of thing. Sure. And Astrobot can be like, like, like they could do a Astrobot non VR game and make that a thing. Very smart. Right? And just have like a yeah. great three D platformer. Yeah. And so Astrobot can go anywhere because of course Playroom VR. That's where. Astrobot showed up for the first time, right? Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm very annoying. And we're like, I hate you. And then you got Astrobot. You're like, this is great. Now I love him. Can't get enough of him now. A blessing. It's time for PlayStation's greatest hits, of course. For 10 episodes here, we're running through each one of the decades, rounding it. Or no, that's not right. Each year in the past decade, uh, talking about what is the best game from each one of those. Mm. Uh, we did 2010 on our first episode. Uh, you picked Heavy Rain. I picked Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Uh, we're adding to the list today for 2011. Competition. Fierce. Yes, it is. I will run you through what's here, all right? Portal 2, Uncharted 3, Catherine, Mass Effect 2, Resistance 3, Skyrim, Patapon 3, Tactics Ogre, Dissidia. That's right. I'm putting that PSP game on there. And then somebody added Sonic Generations. That was me. <laughs> huh. Sonic Generations is a great game. It's like one of the best Sonic games. Huh. It's like, are coming. you familiar with Sonic Generations? No. Uh, well, probably. Oh, it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It, where like you could be both of them. Yeah, right? you could be. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the first time where you could be, play as either Classic Sonic or Modern Sonic. And Modern Sonic had like the 3D levels and Classic Sonic had the 2D levels. But they had the same. You know how they have zones, Barrett? Yeah. You know, you can play, you can play in Green Hill Zone yeah. or Green Hill Zone Act 2. The Act 1 would have been one of the Sonics and the Act 2 would have been the other Sonic, right? And so you have two. Two, two versions of very similar levels. One is 2D, one is 3D. It's an amazing game. Uh, and also, they took the best of each generation of Sonic. And so you had a level from, you had Green Hill Zone from one. You had Chemical Plant Zone from two, I think. Now I'm getting deep into things. You had, you had another level from three. You had a level from Adventure, Adventure 2. Sonic Heroes was included. I think I'm Sonic 06. 
I'm zoning out more. Sonic than... 06, the one that everybody hates, they even include a level in that. They paid respect to that. I'm zoning out more they than paid respect did for that. Dragon <laughs> yeah. Ball talk. <laughs> uh, and then Batman Arkham City was 2011 as well. Right? Was it? Yeah. Was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I skipped that on my original list for some reason, but I was like, as I said it, I was Arkham like, Asylum Batman. was 2009. Arkham City was 2011. Yeah. 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 I guess I'm looking at now. I'm looking at a different list here too. You could toss Dark Souls in there. Mm. Uh, Dead Space Two, hell yeah! Man, what a year. Twenty eleven was great. I remember the eleven, eleven, eleven marketing for yeah. uh, Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's easy, right? Uh, you and it's yep. unanimous. Uncharted three. Oh well, I don't know about I don't know about that one. <laughs> I mean, what Uncharted- would you say? It's would... a better game in 2011 than Uncharted 3. I mean, I get 10 out of 10 IGN.com. Sonic Generate. Oh, you did give that a 10 out of 10. I did give it a 10 out of 10. Deserved it. Thank you. Thank you, Barry. Wait, really? You, Thank loved, you. you loved Uncharted 3 that much? Uh, Uncharted 3 is the best of the original trilogy. Oh, wow. That's Barrett a bold throwing, statement. Look at Barrett throwing no, on some not. hotness it's over true. there. Better than 2? Yeah. Easily? I think it. I played them years after, so I think 3 holds up way better than 2. And I also like that they dived way more into the relationship between Nate and Sully. Yeah. So. I can respect it. What about yeah. 4? Remember oh, that? Four, I mean, 4 is the best, the best one. Yeah. yeah. That's what, you know, about was special about Uncharted 3. Is that Uncharted 1, great game. Yeah. Uncharted 2, great game. I'm not stop, you know, Uncharted, fantastic series here, you know what I mean? But Uncharted 2 was just Uncharted 1 again. Uncharted 3 was the first time where they were like, let's do something different. Wait, what? Uncharted different. 2 was not Uncharted Wait, 1. It was. <laughs> it, it was guess not. What? He's not dating Elaine at the start, but not. he is at the end. Un- Here's all this stuff that's fucking happening. Uncharted You're doing all 1? this shit. I, You're just I, countering in story there, buddy boy. I, I very much <laughs> did not enjoy Uncharted 1. <laughs> yeah, no. That was not what was up. Uncharted 2. Now, I, did you play it later at the time? I played it later. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, you like, I played pretty much all of them later. Like, even Uncharted 4. Like, I together, like, 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 in a row? Or, like... Uh... Basically, I'm no. saying, did you have Uncharted I like a, 1 and you're playing mo- years after it? Yeah, Uncharted 1 I played probably in like 2011. Okay. And then Uncharted 2 I probably played in like 2012. And then Uncharted 3 I probably played in like 2014. No, I played Uncharted... Uncharted 3 I played in like 2015. Because I got that on the Nathan Drake collection. I think that's how I okay. played it. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, Uncharted 4 I played like a year after that, that came out. I've, never, I've, <clears throat> I've always like respected Uncharted and like liked Uncharted fine. I was never like huge into uncharted until i played uncharted 4 and that was the one where i was like oh this is incredible got it uh uncharted 2 though i started to <coughs> i started to see why people loved uncharted with uncharted 2 because that train the whole train oh, sequence yeah. in uncharted 2 Insane. like uncharted 1 i feel like doesn't really have anything of uh, even close to that level of cool right the way that it just starts off with you hanging off being oh, yeah. at being at the end of of this huge uh set piece and then you finally getting there and being like, oh, this train lasts forever and, and doing all that. And the, the set piece being amazing, getting to it and coming back to where the game starts. All that stuff, I feel like, like Uncharted 2 peak has Naughty Dog right there. It has incredible highs and it's the same highs as Uncharted 3. But Uncharted 2 also has incredible lows, kind of like Uncharted 1 had. Where like the final boss in Uncharted 2 might be one of the worst final Lazarevich. bosses. Let's just run around and shoot him with a shotgun around this tree. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, it's awful. And it had some of the lows of Uncharted 1. Where Uncharted 3 just highs, man. Just highs. Just highs, man. And again, back to my point of Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 2 basically in the same game, right? I don't, We're going to go through I, all this I shit. Oh, here's the mystical twist at the end. Uncharted 3 played with all that. Yeah. He thought there'd be a twist. There wasn't a twist. They explained everything. Anyway. It was a buddy cop thing with you and Sully, a.k.a. Victor Sullivan. <laughs> and, and while we're at it, what should the thumbnail be? Because everybody's just else's dog. What should the thumbnail be for this show? Oh, we're in uh, PlayStation. E-Sony, no, no, E3. E3. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I already made it. Good. Thanks, baby. 
Anyway, Arkham City is the best yeah, game of 2011. And none of them, none of the Uncharted are as good as Lost Legacy. Anyway, Lost Legacy is number two. No, Uncharted Four is number one. Lost Legacy two, and then goes three, there two. Was Lost Legacy a twist in Uncharted three. The twist was there was no twist. Yeah, Talbot Talbot was the wasn't magic, even Which though he did a bunch of weird water? magic shit kind of thing. What? Which one was the water? That was three. Well, the water got you all drugged up. Yeah, it's not really yeah, that's twist, not though. that's not magic. Yeah, it is. That's drugs. You it's ever drugs. drink water? Gets you all drugged up? That's magic. That's such a weirdo. <laughs> so I'm sorry. You're saying Uncharted Four, then <laughs> Lost Legacy, and then, then three, three two, two, one. Lost Legacy is my favorite, but I would if I was to say like what's the best Uncharted, I like immediately go to four. Yeah. Lost yeah. Well, I, see, I was that's what I always feel about when you can't when you're arguing about Uncharted's. Yeah. Is it like first off they're all awesome and amazing. So yeah. whatever we're talking about masterpieces left and right, but like. Yeah, of course, I think Uncharted 4 is, like, the ultimate yeah. because it's learned from all these other games, exactly. right, to get there. Yeah. But, like, Lost Legacy, I'm still... I was, you, didn't, you didn't love it that much? I didn't love it. And I loved mm. Chloe and Nadine. It wasn't that, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, okay. See, more of the... All right, whatever. For me... And and so I, it's the only Uncharted, I mean, outside of the Vita one that I didn't platinum, mm. where I was just like, I don't feel like going back and playing more of this, and I don't want to really? do this again. I know this... This is this isn't supposed to be like a whole Uncharted conversation. Who the fuck now we're here. It's a PlayStation show. You're fine. For me, Uncharted Lost Legacy was the first time I actually cared about the MacGuffin and like how that related to the characters because of the whole thing Chloe's going through and how that how the MacGuffin actually spoke to the culture the culture of the people and uh, Chloe's culture. Like all that stuff, I felt like made sense and made me care in a way where I just never really. I felt like Uncharted one through four, I could not tell you the difference within the the difference between the stories. With the exception of for Nathan having uh, to confront, or no, uh, well, Elena, yeah, Elena having to confront. Well, also, Forrest McGuffin also ties itself well to Nathan as a character. Okay, yeah. Like, why he starts adventuring and all that stuff. Four, like, four is for sure different. Yeah. Four, four does a lot of different things. One through three, they together for me. Yeah. Four did some more unique things, but I felt like four dragged at a certain point. At a certain That's point, right. I was like, okay, this needs to end. I've been playing this game for 15 hours. Uncharted Lost Legacy, I feel like, wrapped up uh fairly quickly and i mean obviously because it started off as just dlc and then grew into its own game yeah. but you know i think i just i just tended to care more about what's going on and i like the characters of chloe and nadine more than nathan uh drake at the end of the day like i didn't nathan drake has always struck me as sean spencer from psych for some reason okay. that's probably a reference that only nick would get i i've seen the guy in the trailer i can yeah. imagine him but um it was always one of those things where you know nathan drake fun character i think has great lines has uh a fun personality but it was never it was never a personality that i felt like i care care too much about because to me nathan drake's a character that i've seen before whereas chloe indiana jones yeah exactly he's indiana jones whereas chloe and nadine i feel like had something kind of unique there that i kind of appreciated more and so i will say though charter for the whole the bell tower scene Yeah, yeah yeah Where you're that fighting was, as it falls or whatever. That was sick. That was amazing. Yeah. I love that moment. It's probably one of my favorite Uncharted moments. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Arkham Arkham City best game of 2011. No, uh, just right. Uncharted Arkham 3. City was really good. It was, but I Uncharted mean, it was. 3 was better, remember? Remember when you're on that sand dune? You're like, wait. And you, you realize you were controlling it. And Actually, like, I, I, re- I retract my statement. Falling out of the fucking airport. Arkham City, my favorite game of 2011. My second favorite game of all time. Portal 2 is the best game of 2011. Huh. Then that's my answer. Portal 2. I think Portal Two is jumping on the Barrett bandwagon. I think Portal. I haven't written in the doc. No, I, I don't I, see it. <laughs> I think Portal Two, uh, from whatever level we want to talk about it from, whether it's Portal Two, fantastic. Yeah, like whether outrageously it's store, good. It's it's stupid good. Yeah. Like it, no no game has any sense being that good. You haven't. Oh, dude, one hundred percent play it. 
like it's not even like it's it's a puzzle game right and so puzzle games don't even age that terribly right and portal 2 i feel like it has aged wonderfully i play i played portal 1 recently and had fun with that and so i think you'll love portal 2 the voice acting is great the story is great the characters are great the puzzles are great the the world is is cool the all humor, the twists yeah. and turns the humor it's one of the funniest games i've ever played um the way in which the ways in which they take what they set up in the first portal which is just like this small experience that kind of caught fire the way that the way in which they take that and really develop that and really push that forward in pretty much each and every way uh i applaud them for it like that game is incredible and that's like for me that's easily my number one of 2011 with like you know shout outs to skyrim and so many good games yeah i never i never played mass effect 2 um but you know i know how many people, one. people love that one um yeah i'm just great, saying great JK, year. jk simmons and portal 2 Oh my awesome. god. All right then so the PlayStation's greatest hits library looks like this. 2010 like we said Heavy Rain, that was blessing. Peace Walker, that's me. Then 2011 Uncharted 3, me, and then Portal 2. Bless. Uh ladies and gentlemen, our next segment is simple days without pat upon. The number currently stands at 764. 764 days ago, it was PSX 2017 and we were allowed to be happy. It was Sunday. You could go play Pat Upon 2 on the floor. Coming to PlayStation 4 soon, they said. You know what I mean? Here it is. You're playing it. It's happening. I can't wait to hit day one, uh, 800. That'll be fun. I can't wait for this to end. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got to end sometime. Why do they upload the image over break? And then we'll hit 850 and then 900. Do you think we'll hit 1,000? Please. At what point do you give up? Jim, Jim Ryan, <laughs> we're begging you. <laughs> begging you. Someone over there has to have their finger and a button, and I ask you to put your finger on the button and press it. I'm I got saying, nothing to say at about what, this. At what point will you stop? Like ten, ten years from now, you're gonna be sitting here being like, "Oh, I don't know why this is on segment." I mean, yeah, we have a yeah, mil- I would be. We have a million segments on the show, and for some reason, we take out time to talk about this. Wait, it's what the people want. Quick question: Do on the on the forum for what do you want when you write in on uh, p- Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games? There's the thing of what do you want to see the show do? Mm. And after episode one, everybody was resoundingly. Just keep. This is great. You're doing a great thing. Keep talking about PlayStation. You, nobody though. said. Nobody said. Don't talk about Patapon. I don't think anybody said talk about Patapon though. I don't think. But they said the way. they liked the episode one so much that they wanted more of this, and so they're getting it now. You know what I mean? Patapon two on PlayStation four. It's 764 days since this. The PS5 I'm sorry that I is about care. to come out. Yeah, great launch game right here. Uh, oh, all right. I think now we're making sense. I feel like that game coming out on PS5. See, that's, that would be, that should be the goal. That would also be I'd be fine with that if they were like, you know what? Let's delay Pat mm-hmm. Upon 2 on PlayStation 4 764 <laughs> days. We'll get it out, then we'll shit out Pat Upon 3 really quickly and then new Pat Upon PlayStation 5. Oh, I'll tell you that right now okay. PlayStation if you want to know. You're getting bold. I'll tell you right now PlayStation. You announce a new Pat Upon for PlayStation 5 launch title, all is forgiven. You know what I mean? All is forgiven. All, all, all is that's out there in the universe is a crumb, which is the Patapon 2 remaster. And now you're asking for a full-ass cake. Is there? Hey, a- they've seen it, right? They uploaded the image. They know we care. It was the biggest news story, remember? Patapon 2 PlayStation 4 images uploaded. Also, there might be a Final Fantasy demo. It was huge news. Gigantic news. Everybody was talking about it. Remember when it was in that Corey Barlog uh, documentary? It was great. Wait, was Patapon in that documentary? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's let funny. it go, Corey. <laughs> Press the button. He's probably playing it at the office right now. I hate this monster. Um, time for PSN profile of the week. If you remember, uh, last week we went through our PlayStation trophies. We said you guys submit yours at Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, and you will be judged as well. I can think 
of no one better to look at in awe than the one and only Josh Grav. And Josh Grav submitted his own profile and wrote in and said, You already know I've got no bullshit platinums except Telltale Games and shared trophy lists. Maybe more important than the platinums is 77% average yeah. trophy completion this is for games played. Very you don't, I mean, 77% of the games Josh plays, he 100% are platinums so far. Uh, if you don't know Josh Grav, uh, Josh Grav, of course, kind of funny best friend who's been around forever. He's the Platinum Prince. We uh, gave him that title. We did the Skype calls with Josh forever and ever and ever. So over at psnprofiles.com, a site I encourage you all to share or, or to go and support, I should say, where you can go there and you can become a, 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 you can become a premium member. It's like 12 bucks, 15 bucks for a lifetime of it. it uh, you can update your trophies faster, get all this information about it. I bought Blessing One. I just Wait, bought it you? for him. Yeah, your, your account there, wherever really? you want to go redeem it, you're, you're over there. Come on, Merc City. Uh, Josh Grav, though, the Platinum Prince, currently sits at a 39 uh, for his level, his tro- trophy level, PSN level is 39. He currently has, according to PSN profiles, a total of 10,168 trophies. He has astonishingly 157 Platinum trophies. Oh, wow. 603 golds, 2,313 silvers, 7,095 bronzes. And as we said, yes. Uh, an insane right now 77.24 completion rate on these games uh just glancing at it you see him start popping up his most recent platinum here is jedi fallen order on top then he had a, a string of these platinums borderlands 3 borderlands to- uh, borderlands 2 control borderlands assassin's creed odyssey um only got a 65 on wolfenstein youngblood i understand just- <laughs> <laughs> I, played, I feel that pain i, I played youngblood and I couldn't. I got. We got to the end because it's co-op. So I was playing with a friend. Got to the end. Uh, well, got to the last mission. Got to <laughs> the final room of the last mission because they're like these raid type deals. They call them yeah. raids. Got to the final room of the raid right before the boss battle, and the we had to like pick up keys or whatever to open up the last room. The last key to pick up fell through the floor. Oh god! And for those, if you die, if you like lose all your lives, it start all the way over at the beginning of the raid. And so I just. We just we just didn't finish the game because understandable it just glitched out and so As other platinums just reading off the list I'm not even sorting it's just there Bloodstained Ritual of the Night Assassin's Creed Three Remastered Rage Two wow. Day is Gone Division Two Dark Siders Three Metro Exodus Guacamelee Two Shadow of the Tomb Raider Marvel Spider Man Dark Souls Remastered Far Cry Three uh, Classic Edition God of War God of War Three Far Cry Five Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered Bioshock Assassin's Creed Origins These are all platinums by the way. Or complete. No, they're all platinums. Uh, Celeste, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, The Surge, Red Dead Redemption, Evil Within 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Middle Earth Shadow of War, Destiny 2, Uncharted Lost. It just goes on like this. I really respect the Celeste Platinum. He's a crazy person. Like, you know, there are certain Platinums that you get because it's a war of attrition. Sure. Where you're just going at it and it's just like, hey, I just got to collect all the things. Platinuming Celeste, I imagine, probably takes some sort of actual skill to do because that game is hard. True, but. You can play it with all the modifiers and easy things on oh, it and still get it that Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I'm I, we're sure, not accusing. Now, did Josh do that? Yeah. A doubtful, because Josh, again, is a crazy person. Not accusing. In the best way possible for trophies. Uh, shout out to, you know, uh, PSN Profiles gives you a little highlight reel over here. His 10,000th trophy was four months ago. It was in control, the take control trophy. Um, I like this one. His 100th platinum was one last cha- time, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. That's a good one to do nice. it. Yeah. And then first trophy. Burnt to a crisp. God of War 3 nine years ago. Good job, Josh. I'm so proud of you. You know? And that's the thing is like when, when I'll put out mine, there's when I put out my trophy stats, there's always one of two in the comments. 
It's either someone who's like, holy shit, that's really impressive, or someone like Josh who's like, that's cute. You're adorable. <laughs> I could eat you alive if I wanted to. Uh, speaking of PSN names, a new segment on the show. What should Blessing's new PSN name be? If you recall, Blessing has a terrible, it's bad, just awful PSN name. What it's is bad. it, Bless? Oh, man. It's, it's Merc City 64. Merc City 64. I was, I was in high school. I was young. How do you spell it? People are going to add me. <laughs> it's uh, M-E-R-K-C-I-T-Y. Six four. I actually do have it that only friends of friends can add me now. Well, look at you. So. Uh, now, here's the thing. If any of these sound good to you, you're going to have to jump on them because everybody will be trying to snap these up on you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you're so right. So just think about it tonight. Mull right. it over. I'm sure the live kids won't do that to you. Uh, Kurt Lindsay wrote in and said, shoe bless you. All one word, shoe bless you. Like Shuhei Yoshida. Mm, I don't know if you like that. Geo and Flo wrote in and said, son of blessing. My dad's name is Blessing. Exactly. Okay. Well, they, uh, people are trying to keep you on the junior train. You know what yeah. I mean? They're, you know, they're going with what they got. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Smith said, Bless Station Junior. I kind of like that. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about okay. it. It's too, it's too on the nose. They don't get it, dude. W- Will Fair said, KFAF for streamies, but the no. four being the number. No. I mean, absolutely not. But also, I want to start PSLOUXOXO for streamies because I feel like we've okay. all seen KFAF try it. And fail. Obviously, they can't do it. Yeah. But I feel like the number one PlayStation podcast has a better chance. Okay, we'll see. So, Travis Whitlock says, "Bless this mess." <laughs> he has that with one S, which makes me. I think, thought that was weird too. I but think there's probably already a bless. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that makes me think that "bless this mess" with two S's is probably already taken. Sure. And so I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Garrett says, "The blessed one." So to think about, grow yeah, on that one. I'll 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 let the one marinate a little bit. Oliver wrote in, did these are all with underscores, so I'm just gonna say the prom king blessing. Because you were the prom king at Kind of yeah. Funny Prom. Uh, that's a lot of underscores. All right. Neff Dan Neff says, Bless Coast. I do like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Liam says, Game Over Blessing. See, now, I'll tell you, Game Over Greggy served me well. You want to join the family, I'm not going to stop you. Hmm. Kind of I don't want I don't want to jock your style though. Okay. Like I feel like Game Over Greggy is a Greg thing. It is. It I, is I, a I gotta I gotta I gotta, you know, grow my own brand. I gotta okay. I gotta be my own my own man. Okay. Bro, he's trying to leave. Joaquin says the people's blessing. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then my favorite is uh, Rory D, who wrote in with Merc City sixty nine. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and he without a instead, rather than a K, he put a C in Merc. I'm I I love that. <laughs> that would be awesome if you just switched your name for no to. Something. Honestly, I would do. I would even do that as a bit if you had to pay for your second change, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not gonna do that. All right. But how about Blaster Master sixty nine? Okay. Well, that will get me banned. I can't let that happen. No, you can't. Yeah, you have too much history. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that has been episode two of PSI Love You XOXO Volume 2. If you are a patron, you can stick around for the post show. We'll be doing it at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, over at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get each and every show ad-free. You can get each and every show uh, with uh, the questions you can ask. You can watch it live. You get the post show. If you don't want to toss any bucks our way, though, no big deal. You can wait till Tuesdays when the show posts. It goes up on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe like subscribe share keep leaving reviews you guys have been amazing remember please go patreon.com slash kind of funny games ask all your questions for next week do all your fun things we're doing something different next week oh yeah we are we're, we're doing the show as usual but then we're bringing together the avengers of gaming in here mm-hmm. all right yeah. we got representing podcast beyond jonathan dornbush representing GameSpot, kelly plague representing somebody who knows a lot about playstation <laughs> geo corsi 
They're all coming in here to join Blessing and Me for a segment where we're going to start a fantasy league for Metacritic reviews for PlayStation games. Open Critic. Open Critic. Was that what it's called? Yeah. I don't know what it checks. on. It's just a Metacritic competitor, but they they track Open Critic instead of Metacritic. This is the same thing. Sure. Yeah. We'll explain the rules next week and get you going. But until then, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you.